Welcome to Nerds, Geeks, in the Kitchen Sink. It's a podcast about comics, games, sci-fi, horror, pop culture, music, movies, a few surprises. Like always, we got some surprises. Uh, I'm your host, DK. I'm Chris, your other host. Improve if you feel like it. Of course. Uh, we have a, speaking of surprises, another surprise very, very early on. We have a guest. Of course. A pretty awesome guest, I think. Pretty awesome guest. Yeah. I think I've known this person since, what, sixth grade? Fifth grade? Yeah, probably. I think probably. Wilson's school. You don't want to give a yeah. weirdly specific year number? <laughs> like 13 or something? God, like last no. Time? <laughs> 1913, correct. Yeah, 1913. 1913. You look you look very good for your age. Well, we Thank age you. well. <laughs> uh, good friend of mine, Sean Buckingham. Uh, you guys may see that we've put up uh, quite a bit of posts here lately about the show from History Channel, Knife or Death, mm-hmm. and Forged in Fire. We're actually, next week we've got a guest too. Uh, from those shows, but today we've got Mr. Break My Sword, yeah. Sean Buckingham. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Thanks for coming. Hi. Thank you. No problem. So uh, it's October, the spooky month, and uh, I, I kind of warned you I was going to ask you about this, but what's your favorite kill from Nightmare on Elm Street? Okay. After going through the many brain cells that I have killed, mm-hmm. I think that uh, I like the the tongue-tied death, and that would have been in... Three? Yeah, that's three. Three? Yeah. That's the one that sticks out most in my head. Okay. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great choice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's sticks a, out. Yes, yes. Good. I, I didn't even try that one. <laughs> and Sean teed that up and I stroked it out of the there park. you go. You did what to it? Never mind. Let's go. <laughs> well, so, we are with the tongue thing. So. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you, uh, well, what were you going to tell me about the thing that we talked about when we talked about what we were going to talk about? That I was right. <laughs> that you were right. That I was right. How many episodes ago? A thousand. When all the hubbaloo went around about Spider-Man leaving the yep. MCU, mm-hmm. what did I say? Look who came crawling back. Absolutely. <laughs> Web Sony crawling. on their little black PlayStation hands. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, you knew it's it was not a surprise. It doesn't it's surprise, not a surprise me. I don't know. I, I it, it also I, I was a little indifferent about this. I was like, well, a new Spider Man movie will be fine either way. I hope, but you never know. Spider Man threes are traditionally bad or don't exist. Well, I was gonna say. Yeah. So, just ask Sam. Yeah, I do want to ask him. I got some <laughs> questions for him later in the show. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's good news. No, so good. I mean, at least we've got one more full Spider Man movie. And another MCU movie. Yes. Some sort of Avengers or otherwise Right, right. Now, I've heard some other things that they're working on finalizing an extended deal. So that we will see people like Venom Mm -hmm. in the MCU. That'd be cool. He doesn't stack up against a lot of those other high-powered heroes, but it's Well, and the thing is, he's, he's... I mean, he can develop into that anti-hero that he developed into later. Right, and then he can be a big, bigger force. But Right. Well, and I think we do need to have, like, street-level heroes in this, too. That's why the Netflix shows were so cool. Well, If, if we and, get them coming back. And they have a little rumor about that. Yeah. I know there's been some big MCU stars that are starting to really throw their two cents in, and, and, and especially getting Mr. Cox back. They're rooting for Daredevil all the yes. way. Which I'm good with. I mean... Yeah. Out of all the shows, I would put Daredevil on top. Who's Punisher top? was a, a good, set, solid second. Yeah. And then maybe Luke Cage. Yeah. And we don't talk about Iron Fist. No. You forgot about Jessica Jones. 
Well, it's fine. I mean, it's that kind of explains itself now, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. It's early. Calm down. She, no, it was. She was not. It was not a bad show. I liked it more than Iron Fist, to be totally oh, well, honest. I mean, I liked a root canal better than Iron Fist. Oh but hey. boy! <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, speaking of superheroes, unless there's anything else you want to news-wise, not that I think there's of not a whole right lot now. happening. Is there? No. Uh, we wanted to talk about the X Men. There has been a ton of talk, also, with them coming back. Um, I'm I'm still quote me on this. Could be wrong, but I've said this before and been right. I think the Doctor Strange movie is going to somehow bring mutants into the MCU. Is it a movie or a show? I thought it was a show. No, it's is a, it a movie. movie? Oh, okay. Yes, that will be a movie because of the fact that Scarlet Witch is in it, mm-hmm. and I'm completely thinking House of M. Yeah. Yeah. In some version. I mean, it may not necessarily be... Because sort of the end result is that many mutants go away. So, how's that... You know, We, we can find some other... I don't know. Some other way. I mean, way. they can flip that. She, you know, since we don't have really mutants in the MCU, that we yeah. can flip that and... Doesn't mean they don't exist. No. And we could do a little... Uh, you know, like a little retcon, and you see like the big things happening in the MCU, and then and over on the side, oh look, there's Colossus like lifting a car off someone. You know, whatever the thing is, <laughs> if they really wanted to do that, they could. Should they? I don't know, but it's a it's a possibility. So we thought we it would be fun for us to cast the new versions of these our X Men, and uh, I had a kind of a tough time with this, and I feel like I'm going to have to explain some of my answers, maybe. Well, I know some of the ones that I pick. I will have to say at least other things they've been in because they're not all familiar names. Yeah, okay. So what about you, Sean? Um, I think mine are very familiar for the most part. And I did bring visual aids, which will help no one listening now. But you guys <laughs> will understand. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Who wants to start? Let our guest start. All Sean, right. you're better up. All right. So I'll start with my first. Okay. Um, go with Storm. Okay. And I picked... Uh, Samira Wiley from Orange is the New Black. Okay. okay. I think I know. Visual aid. Visual aid. Please visual aid. Visual aid. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now. Did you, did you, <laughs> wait, did you do that art yourself? I, I did this art myself. Can we put that on the page? Can we, we'll need that art. You have to send that to yeah, me. Yeah, you have to send that to me. I will absolutely. And you will see that the artwork gets better because I, I realized, ooh, wow. You can do more with this. Yeah. <laughs> I want to order a print of that, please, from yes. the wall. That may be a new T-shirt. Yes, that's pretty good. Okay, yeah. I don't know her work at all, really, but uh, she looks the perfect uh, actor to play Storm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I can do do my Storm. DK, what's your Storm? My Storm, I went with uh, Lupita Nyong'o. She also, uh, I think, would make the perfect Storm, if you will. <laughs> I like her a lot. I've seen it. Well, and I, I'm more familiar with her than I, don't, I didn't know. I hadn't seen I've never watched Oranges, the new right, black. Right. But, so for me, Lupita was the right choice. I mean, she's good pick. She's a great pick. But I think it's kind of hard when you start jumping back and forth the properties that, you know, from moving her from one to I another. Know, I know. So I don't know if it matters that much, but whatever. That's it the depends. Only, that's the I only mean, one that I really picked that would have to cross over or whatever. Right. All the other ones, I started with some of those, gotcha. but then I changed it. Because I'm like, ooh, Tom Hiddleston is Professor X, maybe. <laughs> no, it didn't happen. <laughs> Who's your storm? Okay, who my storm is, is, you guys probably don't know who this is, but it is Tati Gabrielle. What's she in? She, is, she was in the 100. 
Okay, I never and watched And she was also in the Netflix Sabrina. I be keep meaning to watch that. She's one of the three kind of pain-in-the-ass girls that are from the school. Is she a total witch? Yeah, exactly. Total witch. With a capital B. Oh, that's not how you spell it. But uh, <laughs> that's my pick. Because I'm... I'm figuring we're going to go younger a little bit. I went older. You went, uh, <laughs> yeah. I went older. But I think, you know, because if you're going to do an established You want to give them some room. You want to give them some time to get some movies in, do some side sure. projects. You know, so I, I'm kind of, most of them. Most I went more of with them. just actors I wanted to see. Right. This is more like, not dream casting, but this is, yeah, actors I would want to see. Okay. So. Sean, what's your next one? Uh, my next one, let's go with Beast. Okay. Okay. And, uh. I'm sure everyone will laugh at this, but Taylor Lautner. Wow. Yes. Wow. I mean, it is funny. It It, it is funny. The Twilight it's Connection. Not well, completely meant to be funny, but, you know, he's already played a beast. A beast. <laughs> yeah. And. He, he's a big guy. So. He's a big guy. He's got incredible martial arts experience. Right. And he looks amazing with blue hair. He looks like a Dragon Ball Z of some sort. <laughs> okay. Well, he's powered up right now, but that's all right. <laughs> I like it. Well, let's, you know, the last Dragon Ball Z we got was not very good, so maybe a comparison to Dragon Ball Z. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm not defending that movie. <laughs> this isn't episode eight. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Your Beast, Taylor Lautner. I like it. I can see that working, especially if we're going for a younger crew. I think he makes a lot of sense, actually. Uh, I picked David Harbour for Beast. Uh, but I would like, he's going to be a little sassier. Yeah. I, I like Beast to be a little sassier. Gotcha. A little less uh, astute. He's definitely still going to be astute, though. I think right. I think Harbor could pull that off. We haven't he could. we haven't seen him have the chance to do that, but he's got it in there. Right, he could spout that right. nonsense about technical things and whatever. Right, but uh, I think he'd be a really fun, you know, like a hulking figure, but also very smart and kind of a wise ass. Okay. I think that's beast for me. I can see me. that. Yeah, I, I definitely. He's hanging upside down and yelling at people, you know, <laughs> like he does. That sounds good to me. Okay, my one is kind of now. This this guy is a little bit older. But he's had, he's done plenty of movies where he's had to have that kind of common sense, technical, kind of a broad range. Joel Egerton. Hang on, I know who that is. Who is that? Uh, he was in King Arthur. Oh, I know he, who he was is. in yep. um, The Odd Life of Timothy Green. He was in, he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, I think I know who that is. So I, I, I would see him more, and honestly, a lot of times, the newer movies that I've seen, like when Kelsey Grammer did Beast from the couple of, of ones, yes, I can see Joel being a little more physical. Yeah, I know who because this is. he's been he's been in those roles. I think he's Owen Lars in uh, Revenge of the Revenge of the Sith. If I'm not wrong, yes, I believe he is. Yes, he's Owen Lars. <laughs> okay. In, in, okay. that's in, how I know him best. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my pick for Beast. That's cool. He's good. Uh, he does have that. that. He's a little bit more, uh, not complicated. Well, maybe he is, but he's a bit more calculated. I can yeah. see that from him, absolutely. Yeah. yeah good choice. So. All right, what's next? All right, let's go with this. This is one of my favorite ones, Havoc. And I chose none other than Aaron Paul. Oh, oh. You and, have a visual aid? And I do have a visual aid, <laughs> and I think you're going to like it. There he I is. I see a Jesse Pinkman before me. Yeah, that works totally. Yeah, I could see that. And he's yeah. he was kind of havocy in Breaking Bad. So. <laughs> you mean you mean Diesel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, I didn't pick a havoc, so can I have Aaron Paul? 
<laughs> yes, you may. All right. Thank, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> we'll let it go this time. He's a good choice. I mean, as, as you say, like visually he's perfect, and he's got the right attitude and personality. Okay. Mine, I picked another guy that was has been in, in movies in, in that genre. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson okay. as Havoc. I think he's kind of getting, you know, kind of played the... Uh, since he, he, he died in the Avengers. Yeah. You know, to come back completely as somebody different. I mean, he won't have the goofy kind of gray hair and, you know, he'll be blonde, shortcut. Sure. And and that's a guy that can physically change into that role that and I sure. think he can be that kind of wild card opposite to Cyclops. When you that, so let me ask you a question, like when you were casting your guys, uh-huh. did you did you think like, Oh, I need Professor did you did you just search for bald people? Or did, no. you, did you try and think of, like, who would be the best for the role? I thought who would be the best for okay, the role. Okay, good. I'm glad. I just, that's that's yeah. kind of where... Because believe me, I, I I went back and forth on a lot of these that I yeah. was picking. So. Professor X was actually pretty hard for me. But we're not there yet. I'd have to say this one, that one was really easy. But we're not there. Really? Okay, yes. we'll talk about it. Yeah. All right, next up. Next up, let's go with Cyclops. Okay. All right. Um, and I chose Tom Paine. Uh, Jesus on the Walking Dead. Yeah. If you remember that. Yes. And I have visual aids. Okay. And I, I, I chose it because I liked him in the show. I liked him in The Walking Dead. I think he's a great actor. I think he could pull it off. And on top of that, I think he could I think he could relate with Aaron Paul. Yeah, they're in the same kind of... Yeah, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I mean, you know, without yeah. these outstanding visual aids, I don't know if you could quite get the I would have to go, though. Your second visual aid. The, the, Looks like Daredevil. No, the, yeah. I was just <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, the, the second Cyclops oh, the, visual aid. Yeah. Oh. I, I'm seeing but Matt Murdock those... on that one. Yeah. Well, you know, dual role. We'll do it. We yeah. can do it. <laughs> well, you know, if Charlie Cox can't do it, you know. What if? We can move him right into. That would be a hell of a Cyclops. Or a, Daredevil, wouldn't it? What if Cyclops' what if? powers yeah. can't yes. see shit? <laughs> he can't see anything, but he can blast you with his eyes. <laughs> That's great, actually. We're, we're going to contact Marvel about that one. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good what if. Uh, I feel like mine's a little lazy. Uh, I picked Chris Pine. Uh, I think he could do it. He's kind of a... He's kind of got the right looks, and I think he can do it acting-wise and everything. But I, I don't know. I, I didn't have a whole lot of thought into uh, that one. Right. But, yeah, I think he works. He, he would be serviceable as a Cyclops. Yeah. He's a little older. Well, I went with all. I mean, yeah, I went you with went all with all a little older, bit older. So, um, okay, my Cyclops, and this guy kind of went with Aaron Johnson, um, Alex Pettifer. I don't know who it is. Um, I am number four, Beastly. Um, is he the is he the Beast in Beastly? Yes, the bald guy with the lines on. Yes. Him? Okay, I've seen promos of that show. But yeah, I mean, um, and then uh, I, he's in some recent. He hasn't had any huge roles. That's fine. But like. His attitude in that I am number four, mm-hmm. um, kind of that. Was he mad that he wasn't number one? Well, there was a reason why he wasn't number one. You have to see the movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he wasn't the Duke of New York, a number yeah. one. No, no, right. the Sausage King of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, and and visually they kind of go to get, you go where you can see them related to each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they're both a lot of the same, and he was pretty good in that. I mean. Like I said, most of his roles have been kind of minor or not as, you know, played up roles, sure. big superstar. But uh, most of these guys I've picked are not the huge names. 
You don't have to be. Well, I mean, look at when the original X-Men movie came out. Who's a Hugh lot Jackman? of the guys. I mean, true, true. You know. Who's this little Australian fella? Little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. What's your next one? All right, my next one. Colossus. Um, I do not have a visual aid on this one. I'm sorry to disappoint. But, oh, dang it. Um, I think it's time. I think we go with Liam Hemsworth. Okay. We've seen the muscle his brother can put on, uh, and I have confidence he could do the same. He's a big statured guy. But yeah. what about the accent? Oh, accents. They're, you know, <laughs> yeah, dime a say, dozen. Wait a minute. The last couple ones, Colossus really didn't have a Russian accent. <laughs> but the not Deadpool, Deadpool one. Not the Deadpool, Deadpool one is weirdly perfect. The X-Men, yeah. <laughs> How they did that. <laughs> All right. Okay. I can see it. No visual aid, though. That's pretty. That's kind of a letdown, to be honest. I know. I got your hopes up. And- uh, dashed. Dashed. Uh, okay. Well, I went with, uh, again, I went with a little bit older. And y- y'all remember that fella? What was from Stranger Things Season 3? The Russian fella? Yes. That guy. That guy. His name is, uh, I don't know how to say it, uh, Andre Evchenko, I guess. That's pretty uh, good. He it looks, if you just Google him, he looks perfect. He's imposing. He's he got he's got everything he's got it all he's my colossus that's pretty a pretty good pick i really like him he didn't say much he doesn't need to <laughs> but that's just it colossus actually is a talker yeah but he can we'll, we'll a, figure that out he's an artist he's a talker look they didn't because he was playing a terminator or whatever in season <laughs> yeah, three yeah. They, look they'll, they'll he'll get the non-robotic out. terminator yeah so yeah that's my choice so that's your choice okay that's good mine is tom hopper tom hopper now, you may not recognize the name. No. But Umbrella Academy. Didn't watch it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Black Sails. Yes. He was the big, big pirate. I mean, physically imposing. Dude's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, All right, I mean, perfect. Yeah. You know, and he's he's played that where doesn't necessarily have to be all upbeat or just kind of solemn and then plays the the man in the middle kind of everybody's watching kind of thing. All right. Yeah, I could see that. Totally. Totally. Yeah. That would work. So that means that yet another show that Dustin Kraft needs to... Calm down with it. <laughs> I haven't seen either one of those shows. I haven't watched Black Sails either. Pirates are scary. They have swords. <laughs> Don't turn around. That was... I know that was... <laughs> that was on purpose. <laughs> All right, Sean, what do you got next? Okay, Nightcrawler. Okay. Um, this is unusual, or maybe it's not unusual. I don't know. He's a little bit older, and for some reason, the first time I saw this actor, I was like, someone should paint him blue. Um, <laughs> maybe. I don't dee da die So, uh, Adrian Brody. Oh, yeah. He, he's got the right shape. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he, he, he kind of looks like Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yeah. He's even got those weird fingers. I don't know how they did that. <laughs> <laughs> and how do they hide his tail? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's very strange. It's down a pants leg. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your tail or are you just having to see me? <laughs> no, I'm a mutant. Sorry. Yeah. I think he's a perfect choice. You don't even need a visual aid. Ah, good, because I don't have one. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's the perfect choice. That's perfect choice. Uh, my Nightcrawler, I went with uh, Bill Skarsgård. Pennywise himself. I mean, he can pretty much transform himself yeah, into yeah. just about anything. Yeah, I, I think he could do it. He might be the youngest guy on my list. My only only kind of thing with that is he's a pretty tall guy. All yeah. those Skarsgård yeah, guys but, are pretty big. But and listen, Nightcrawler's not. Yeah, but he's always hunched over doing the Dracula hand. He's good. You're good to go. <laughs> he's going to be. It, it won't matter. As the water almost spits across <laughs> the studio. <laughs> well, it's all good. He, we, he can transform, like you said. 
just yeah he's good okay since i'm going younger okay um ace of butterfield hugo ender's game i haven't seen either one of those <laughs> i read the book ender's game you're fired oh no <laughs> that's why we're such a good team yeah. <laughs> you call yourself a nerd uh, i'm sorry sean do you know who i'm talking about don't lie say one more time <laughs> I was looking at my glass I, I, I... and it's like I'm talking to my own family oh. Ace of Butterfields Ender's Game he was the young kid in Hugo which about the ro- no. the little kid in Hugo I, yes. I've seen the, I remember the commercial I, yeah I, I remember Hugo he's got short hair real blue cute little face eyes. yeah yeah. well I mean he's a lot older now but yeah. um, still got that cute face was he in that show, The Good Doctor? The something doctor? The Good Doctor? No, that's... Who's that? That is the kid that was in James and the Giant What's Peach. the difference? <laughs> they look the same in my brain. Well, ask their mother. I'm right. sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to trust you on this one. Well, yeah, trust me. Have I been wrong yet? I don't know. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, what do we got? Um... How about Marvel Girl? Okay. I do have a visual aid for this one. Okay. Um, Natalie Dormer from Game of Thrones. Mm. Okay. I believe that she is very beautiful. I was and picked I her for that, something else, actually, but I didn't. And I believe that she could totally pull off the part with very little work. Yeah. yeah. You're already there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's it. That's her. That's Okay. I can see it. I, I definitely, even without the visual aids, which were <laughs> stunning. 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 Yes. A lot of okay. work into that. <laughs> you can write that down that I sent a quote with me on that one. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I don't really like mine. Uh, can I just have yours? No. I'm really... I don't like mine. No. Uh, That's two you've stolen. Yeah. That's two. I'm just going to do that. Yeah. No, I like no. yours. No. We want to hear it. No. It's gone. I deleted no, it. No. No. It's gone. <laughs> I forgot. I don't know who it was. Liar. It's gone. No, it's, I don't Liar. Know. Moving on. Who's your Marvel girl? <laughs> no, Dustin. No. Really? Who is your Marvel girl? No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I had some drinks last night, and I went playing pinball, and I was talking to a friend about this, and uh, I I don't know. This is a story we all want to hear. Come I, on. Why is, I don't know why the name Liv Tyler is on my list, but it doesn't make sense to me anymore. <laughs> so let's move on, please. Well, when the whiskey starts talking, things yeah. strange things happen. Mm-hmm. It was the king of beers, my good man. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you for support. <laughs> all right. My Marvel Girls, I'm going younger with everybody. Uh, Elizabeth Giles, you guys probably don't know. Well, one, me having a teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. She was in Victorious, the show that was on Nickelodeon. And she's on the new Dynasty show that's on CW. Uh, she was kind of the bitchy girl that was in Victorious. Um, I I dropped the ball, unlike Sean, and have no visuals on any of these. <laughs> thinking for the fact that, you know, you guys may actually know some of these shows. Right, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh... Younger, I mean, she can play that kind of, you know, can get in the zone and do that Dark Phoenix kind of sure kind of personality. But on the other hand, have that you know girl next door kind of look sure. too. So absolutely, that's where I went with that one. All right, what do you got, Sean? Uh, let's see here. Let's go with let's go with uh, Kitty Pride Shadowcat. Okay. Um. So this is one that you guys may not know. Um, again, I have younger children, and they love this show called The Thundermans. Don't know if you guys I've have heard, heard of it. Have you I've heard seen of it? Like I've seen that one. Little. So, 
Thunderman moves away from the big city and goes to hide out with his family so he doesn't have to be a superhero anymore, and they become the Thundermans. Well, she is one of his twins, twin teenagers. She's absolutely adorable. And when you put a mask on her, she's even more adorable. I can see that. that well, she turns into Aaron Paul. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Good God. What a transformation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see okay. that. So, and, and she's already playing a superhero on a television show, and she does a great job at it. All right. All I right. can see that from your visual aids. Yeah, that, that one works for me. I said, we're kind of just past that area with mine, so we've seen it, but not really watching on a regular basis. Right. Uh, I didn't do a Kitty Pride. I'm sorry. We should have made a list of what exact ones we were going to do, because I just didn't do one. That's okay. You can borrow mine. Okay. I'll borrow yours. <laughs> Thank you so much. <coughs> <laughs> And yet again, I'm on spin across the studio. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, my shadow cat, Mackenzie Foy. Now, you may not know the name, but she was in The Conjuring. Oh, okay. And she was in Twilight. One of the daughters in The Conjuring? Yes. The older she, one? Uh, yes. Okay. And she was uh, Renesmee, whatever, in Twilight. In don't, the last talk, one. don't talk to me about that. <laughs> because hey, I, already, I don't We know. already had one Twilight. No, I don't know anything here. about it. But anyway, I mean, she's younger, long, dark hair, looks, I mean... Really close now sure. nowadays to what Shadow. Yeah, Cat, I definitely know what from Conjuring. Kitty Pryde looks like. So that's cool. Yeah, that's a cool choice. Give her a yeah, chance could... to because really, she hasn't really been like a lead in anything, has she? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, but she's had some really kind of. I mean, been in some big movies. Yeah, absolutely. So, so she's got it. She's got it. That's that's good. I like that one. Yeah. I could see that. All right. <laughs> What's up? Oh, okay. Uh, no visual aid for this one. Okay. Um, let's go with Banshee. Okay. And this one's kind of funny to me. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, yeah, I think that could be possible. Daniel Radcliffe. Hmm. 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 There's something funny hmm. with my pick with the Banshee, too. Hmm. But <laughs> I can kind of see it to a degree. Yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, uh, I, I don't have a problem with that. Maybe you maybe like you might make me enjoy Banshee a little bit. I, for some reason, I have this irrational just dislike for Banshee, big time. I don't know what it is. Well, he's never really been played well no, on any. Never. I mean, that horrible X Men um, First Class makes me want to die. Well, that and that <laughs> that, that movie's uh, fine, but he's he's the worst. And that yeah, very insanely bad Gen X mm. show that they tried to do one one episode on uh, NBC. Mm. Yeah. No, no thanks on that one. Yeah, that that, that was that was yeah. All right. Well, uh, my Banshee says, uh, and this is a quote from my list. It says, "Anybody who cares." <laughs> <laughs> so, Not whoever in the you comic want. book, he's been a better character. I, I, that's fine. Especially in like the Gen X, in the first set of the actual comics, right. not the horrific, god awful, burn my eyes out show. But uh, <laughs> he's actually been a pretty decent character. But I haven't seen it played. Never for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my banshee, Devin Murray from the Harry Potter movies. Ah, you know the Irish kid uh, that's always giving Harry a hard time when he thinks he's full of crap. Seamus Finnegan. I, I think. I'm gonna. He's got the real short hair. Hang on, I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask. And he's been since the very first Harry Potter movie. Seamus Finnegan. It starts for Miss Finnegan. <laughs> oh my God, Seamus Finnegan. 
yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can yep. see that. I can see that, that. Is that the one? That would be him. Yeah, there we go. It's got the accent and got the attitude, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see that. Throw sure. some, you know, ginger hair on him and pull around Weasley. Ready to go. All right. So that was my Banshee pick. That actually works quite well for me. Yeah, I, th- I think he. I really, really took good. some time. I mean, yeah. with X Men being one of my favorite, he even like looks right. I mean, you, yeah, that he's like a perfect casting for that. Actually. <laughs> okay, so that puts me at my last three. Okay. Which would be Professor X, Magneto, and Wolverine. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so, let's go with Wolverine first. Okay, we'll and, do Wolverine first. And this just occurred to me last night. I was talking to a guy, um, and and he mentioned this name, and I was like, you know, I had thought of him, but not in the role of Wolverine. Uh, Kit Harrington. Yeah. From Game of Thrones. It crossed yeah. my mind. And yeah. and then I started picturing in my head, you know, with the scraggly beard and the long, and I'm like, he could do that. He could. I think he could do that. Yep. Unfortunately, he's going to be Black Knight in the Eternals movie. Well, he doesn't have to be. We could change this. We could change this. <laughs> uh, I think it's a little hard now. I think they have the costume fitting, and I think he's been in front of the camera. Hang on, I'm calling Kevin Feige. Yeah. That's right. Get him on the Get line. Get on the phone right now. <laughs> I want to see this. All right. Yeah, I think he to- makes total sense. Absolutely makes total sense. Uh, mine is, uh, well, probably a bit of a cop-out since he kind of already has played him and we've talked about it and it's Richard Armitage. He's awesome. He plays Thorin in The Hobbit. He He's perfect for Wolverine. He's the voice of Wolverine and, and you and on I, the Stitcher podcast. Yeah. We've talked about it before. I've heard him as Wolverine. He's perfect. You and I have talked yes. about it. He looks like Wolverine. Guys, he's Wolverine. Give it to him. I mean, the unfortunate is his age because yeah. he's only a few years younger than the Jack. But again, I'm I'm hiring older actors. I, I know you're hiring older actors, and, and that could work because I've always thought of Wolverine at mid forties, anyway, fifties, you know, early fifties. Right. He needs that, to be a little older, yeah. Yeah. Granted, he couldn't do twenty years of movies like um, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. 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 So we got CG now. Well, true. And you can go, you know, bring old man Logan back. Oh, you mean Clint Eastwood? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And on that Why note, couldn't we get that movie? Come on, <laughs> give me that movie. Which that brings... Funny that you mentioned Clint Eastwood for yep. Wolverine. Yes. Because my pick is his son, Scott Eastwood, yeah. for Wolverine. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a little bit shorter. He's 5... I think he's 5'10", 5'11", so you got a little bit of a short reduction. Sure. I mean, he can play those gruff and grumble roles. I mean, and, and if you go to... Uh, a flashback of uh, old man Logan there just have is. his dad <laughs> jump in front of the camera. <laughs> just just for two seconds. Because, yeah. my God, they look alike. Yeah. So. Have you seen there's some photos online of, like, what if what if Clint Eastwood played him? And they put him right next to Hugh Jackman, and they look the same. Oh, I know. It's amazing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Scott Eastwood. Good choice. I mean, yeah, I agree. Good choice. Okay, <clears throat> so. Were you going to go bad guy or good guy first? Your last two. Uh, let's go. Let's go, bad guy first. Okay. Magneto. Even though I do like Magneto better than Professor X, that, that's just me. Yeah. But um, Daniel Craig. Wow. I I think he's that a little he could, short. He's a I, little short. Well, that's what the CGI is. For. Okay. Make his legs longer. Well, hey, if they can make Liam Neeson, <laughs> if they can make Liam Neeson just barely taller than you and McGregor in the Star Wars prequels, yes, they can make. They can make him a little bit taller. Oh, I'm familiar with that face. 
<laughs> <laughs> that is really good, actually. No, I totally. It's it's it's, it's wow. It, yeah. He even looks like the comic book Magneto. Yeah, it's he the, does. Everything about that it, is right. Well, it's it's the way I did the helmet. Obviously, that's uh, yeah, that's <laughs> exactly le- legitimately good. Wow. <laughs> well, and he's in good enough shape right now for Bond, so just slip him in there. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. The, that's the one downfall. As good of a performance as Ian McKellen then. Yeah. He doesn't. I mean, he even in with his older age, Magneto was pretty badass buff dude. Yeah, he is. So yeah. I mean, no. Ian McKellen is not. And no. It, it's so hard for me to visualize anybody in the roles of Magneto and Professor X other than who we've had. Yeah. Because yeah. they did so well. Oh, yeah. Specifically yeah. Patrick Stewart for me. He's like, yes. he yes. already was Professor X. I mean, X. that's why it didn't seem like there was anything weird about him being Professor X. Yeah, it was perfect. So, all right. Who you got for Magneto? It's funny that you would have picked Daniel Craig because uh, I picked Christoph Waltz. Hmm. Uh, the old Spectre villains. Uh <laughs> So I picked a Christoph Waltz. I thought he would look. I, I actually Googled that one, and someone had mocked it up already, and it looked right. fine. It looked fine. He he looks right. He's uh you know he can do some kind of accent, and uh, well I mean he is German. So. Put him in a yeah, and I mean put him in a suit. He'll I mean, look good. And, yeah, I th- I think he'll I think he could do it. But he's a good enough actor to be sinister when he needs to be. Oh yeah, I mean he you've seen it. Yeah. So a glass of your delicious milk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I wouldn't have thought of that, but that's, that is a great choice. I think he that works. I, he he would need to have a, like a more commanding voice, but I think he could do it. You know, because sometimes he's just weird. You know, he just does that weird little sing-songy voice. But I think right. if he were a bit more commanding, floating around with his arms crossed, you know, making bullets fly at people, I right. think he, he could do it. He could do it. Okay, now, this is one... Then I searched and searched, and the Daniel Craig one is that's really good, amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's. And I, in a million years, would have never thought of it. I honestly, right now, there is no better person I believe to play Magneto than who's already playing Magneto right now. Oh yeah, Michael sure. Fassbender. Fassbender's amazing. Fassbender, I, it's, he's my pick. Okay. I mean, I, I know it's kind of a cop out. Hey, I copped out by but, saying anybody who cares. Well, you've copped out by not picking a few times. So. <laughs> well, we didn't agree on a list. I, you know, I, I can't argue that because again, he, uh, he's he's done such an incredible job. He's perfect. I mean, remember that scene when he throws that knife at that Nazi and then he pulls it back and he throws it at another well, he, Nazi and then drinking the beer. Oh, in the whole, it's yeah. so cool! Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Yes, yes. And then Kevin Bacon was wearing a suit. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that? <laughs> All right, Professor X. Well, since Magneto was so well received, I don't. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed now. Oh, but, <laughs> um, so I chose for Professor X, uh, Terry O'Quinn, T Bone O'Quinn. I, I I was three steps away from picking him, the stepfather himself, well, Terry that, O'Quinn. <laughs> that makes me feel better. We've already seen him in a wheelchair. I, well, we've already seen him bald. I think that he could totally pull it off. I, the only thing that I was not sure about was accent wise. I don't know. I, I'm sure he'd be fine. He looks exactly perfect, right? I mean, really, he does. But uh, no, I think that's a good choice for sure. Uh, I went with uh, who did I go with? Oh, Gary Oldman. <laughs> because I was Mister Mister can pretty much do anything, right? I, yeah. I, and he'd be he'd look good bald. I think he'd be fine. And he he can really play like a sympathetic character like super well. And I I think Professor X needs to be that sort of really sympathetic, warm, 
you know, he he loves right. you, mutant boy. Come stay at my house. We got all kinds of stuff to do. Okay, you're just making it weird. No, he's he's right around in his little wheelchair with X's for And someone someone Gary Oldman's roles, you're really making it weird. (laughs) But yeah, I think Gary Oldman would be great. Okay, now I believe me, I thought long and hard. No jokes. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Especially with the tongue reference earlier on the Gary Oldman, you know, scary thing (laughs) you were talking about. McAvoy is has done such a good job once he got in the chair and stayed in the chair. Yeah, agreed. Um, but I was thinking maybe someone a little bit older. Patrick Stewart, good call. <laughs> well, wow, no, I actually, never thought of that. A revelation. I mean, as much as I love that, Patrick's getting a little older and not. But Brian Cranston. Yeah. The only worries me about the accent. Yeah. To, but. He's a good enough actor, obviously. He can throw a pizza on a roof. We know that. And we know he can throw a pizza on a roof. <laughs> With his mind. <laughs> now, see, that would have been an interesting drug to me. See, that would have been my third choice. My second choice was Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges? Yeah. And Obadiah then... Stane himself? The dude? The dude. Okay. Yes. Okay, I just watched R.I.P.D. Why? Because it was on and there was really virtually nothing else, and I'm th- now that you say that I'm like, I can't get that stupid Southern accent out of my head. I had to well, with Jeff Bridges and hearing him meet and trying to be Magneto with a British accent with the Southern I accent. I can't imagine with, it. Yeah, no, it's all sorts of confusion in here. <laughs> it's already in your mind. It's exactly, it's embedded. Uh, so no one else has anybody else, or did you have some other I've ones? got, I've actually got quite a few. Okay. Okay. Just, uh, you just want to run down them really fast? Yeah, I'll do them real quick. Um, I did Iceman. Oh, so did I. You do yours. Logan Lerman. I don't know who that is. Huh? Who's that? Percy Jackson. And the something thief? In actually <laughs> all of them. Okay. I mean, plus he was in Tank. He was in, um, like. Is he Percy Jackson himself? Yeah. Okay. The kid that plays person. I can, I can visualize the cover. Anyway, but he was in the uh, the movie with Brad Pitt and uh, John Bernthal in World War II. Yeah, with what was that? Was what was it called? It was called was it called Rage or something? No, not no. Rage. What was it called? It wasn't called Tank, was it? Mm-hmm. What was it called? Doesn't matter. We know the movie. <laughs> now, yeah, I mean, so that was mine. Iceman. Uh, I picked that kid from uh, Hunger Games. That PETA. Josh Hutcherson. Oh, yeah. He's fine. Yeah. I don't I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just put him yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. He's got blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh Angel? Okay. I don't have an Angel. You don't have an Angel? David Boreanaz. Jill Carey. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. Who From is Stranger that? Things? Oh, well, who's that? What, it's Steve. What Steve? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just know him as Steve. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of got, you know, get his hair a little bit blonder sure. and, you sure. know, He's got kind of that ladies' man, yeah. I think that attitude kind of making a bunch of funny colors. Yeah. Well, that's if you go like Archangel, and I want that. If you go regular Angel, yeah. Well, and he he does well with getting the crap kicked out of him. So. (laughs) Okay. Uh, let's see. I had one more. Do you have anybody else? Yeah, I have a I have a rogue. Okay. Um, my rogue is Daisy Ridley. Eh. Don't you do that to me. Eh. She's perfect. No, she's, she's not perfect. perfect. Mine is perfect. Okay, who is it? Alex- Alexandria Dondario. What's she in? She was also in Percy Jackson. She is Why do you love the daughter Percy of Jackson? Athena. 
Is it good? Is it awesome? I never watched. I never watched it. What are okay, you doing? Hold on. I'm getting in trouble here. <laughs> have you seen Percy Jackson? I have seen one of them. Okay, the Lightning Thief, maybe. Yeah. Did he? Did he? Get, did he steal the lightning? Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can. I see mean, that. she looks right. My, I could see Daisy Ridley with that same hair. Looking my good. my soft pick for her was uh, huh, soft pick. Uh, <laughs> That's soft. Was uh, Kira Kira Knightley? But then I was like, sure. I don't know if that fits with that. I mean, I think she could probably pull it off. She's not yeah. bad. I think somebody that needs to play Rogue needs to be a little more body to her. And I'm not meaning. Yeah, no, no. Just she's kind of that rough and tumble yet kind of Southern Belle kind of. Absolutely, and she's always been one of my favorite characters, and it's so that was really hard. So I, I kind of just did no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine. A lot of lot a lot of people have cast. Alexandria as in uh, the DC as um, Zant- or, uh, Zantana. Yeah. Carlos Santana? No. Great guitar player. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, the girl that speaks in the spells backwards. Yeah. That one. Um, yeah, I mean, they've, they've cast her, but I think she would be perfect for Rogue. She looks right anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's everything that I've seen in her. Alright, well that was our list of those. Yeah. So, I mean... Everybody's list was totally different. Exactly. This is the first time I think we, we haven't had Not one, one single crossover. one crossover. I thought somebody else would go David Harbour Beast. I was so sure about that one. I thought it would be fun to see. Well, you know, the funny thing is, especially with that character, we all came at that character from a different perspective. Totally different angle. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. mean, and that's why... That's what I like about the X-Men, because a lot of times the individual reader comes at that character from a different perspective. Sure. You know, there's different little things of this and that, and that's why, you know, there's such a good eclectic group of, you know, because sure. there's not a single one of them that are like, you know, each other. So whose movie is the best? If anyone's out there listening, uh, let us know whose movie you'd like to watch the most with our with our actors. That's uh, an interesting... <laughs> What's that? <laughs> nothing. nothing. <laughs> Who? No subliminal messaging. Okay. Who was the actor that played Beast in First Class? Uh, that's a good, very he, good question. He, he was just in the Tolkien movie. Um, why can't I think I'm of his find name? Out real quest, like here. I just, for some reason, and I don't know that it was all on him. Maybe it was the way the character was written for that movie. I just did not enjoy that version of the Beast. Not I at didn't. All. No, I wasn't a big fan of it either. The Nicholas, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, Holt? that's it. Nicholas Holt. Yep. He's been in a ton of stuff, too. Yeah, The growling, it, it, it kind of bothered me, because I never pictured Beast like that. To me, he's a super genius. Why would he turn and growl at everyone? Right. That, I don't know. Because he's a beast. I mean, the well, only time that worked yeah, I got was like, <laughs> and, and don't, you know, because it was not a great movie, the X-Men Last Stand, you know, when they had the big battle scene, where Beast was jumping at like tons of people, then I could see him doing that for yeah, effect. Absolutely, but not. I mean, just constantly. Yeah. Well, kind oh, of a, well a they try to make more. Leash. They try to make it more three dimensional in first class. I get it because you see his transformation and you see like his like kind of body horror thing he's going through. So they try to they try to make him a bit more of an emotional character. Well, and, and so that I get is that. The, the you know the original X Men movies. He was more comfortable already with it, and more more the. He just the he didn't seem to care. He's like, yeah, I'm a blue guy. You know, I'm a fuzzy blue man. Yeah, <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I believe it or not, I liked that choice. I didn't I, like it at first, and then when I saw him, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he fits. He can do this. For me, yeah. it totally made sense. Yeah, yeah. it made sense. So absolutely, that was our list. You guys have one? Send us, send us your list. Let us know what send you think. Them over. Uh, you know the the Facebook and the Twitter. You know where to go. Exactly. We'll Listener. let you know at the end. So. <laughs> So do we want to talk about uh, our, our special guest's like, cool thing that he's got going on? Absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, Sean was on a show. What's it called? Knife or Death. Knife or it's death. on History Knife Channel? It was yes. on the History Correct. Channel. Yes. Still and is. Let me explain the show as I, I've seen one episode now. Uh, <laughs> I, first of all, let me get this. Let, no, 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 no. Let me get this out of the way. I wish I'd seen more. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. <laughs> hold this while you explain it. All right, right, I'll hold it. There. So I wish I'd seen more. Because the show is ridiculous. It is really ridiculous, right? Like, everyone on there is taking it extremely seriously. The swords are and knives are amazing. One guy tried to use a butcher knife and had decent success. But the whole the whole concept... That thing is amazing. The whole concept is that um, you take a knife or a sword or whatever, some sort of blade, and you have to run through an obstacle course. And if you get to the end, you have to chop a chicken in half. And if you chop the chicken in half, then you win. And you get to go to a harder course. Uh, and you you become the true master of the blade or whatever the thing is. I really, legitimately it was really fun to watch. Uh, a, a very simplistic version easy, version would be consider American Ninja with swords with swords. Uh, American Ninja Swordier. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Can't, we'll cut that out. <laughs> uh, so I I was I will say this. I when I first heard the concept of the show, I was like, what if, what could this even be? I was very entertained when I watched it. It was legitimately fun. Bill Goldberg is there just kind of looking tough and uh, talking about, like, I don't know if he's going to make it through. He's cutting. He's slicing. Oh, look at that. He's got to use his power. That was great. But he doesn't do a whole lot aside from that. Just be an angry face on the cover of the show. Um, <laughs> but but the part that made me laugh the most was that when you first go, and I want to know about all this stuff behind the scenes. When you first go, they inspect your blade. And there's this sword master guy who is... I don't know. I, to me, he seemed a little pretentious. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. And he's like, he inspects, your, eh, not just he you. inspects your blade. And he's looking at it. He's like, yes, this is a fine blade. And he's, he has to do these like poses for some reason. And so he's, he slices. Is he like a Rocky villain? Or? I don't know what he's doing. But he has to slice and like, you know, make sure that it looks cool when you're slicing with it. And he, and he has to pronounce that you're a, what does he say? You, you make the cut. Like he, he inter, he's like talking over people to tell them this stupid pun line. <laughs> um, but I, I really it was really fun TV I would legitimately like watch it every week if I could uh, and I would um, so but Sean you were on and yes, you, you yes. made you made good progress I did I did uh, season one episode two all the barong moves that was that was my episode <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I did I made good progress right up until I got to that ice the ice and uh, yeah and and you guys can see are you guys brought the blade. You, you can listen. Those are pieces of the blade that came apart on the ice, except for this one, which came apart, apart on the steel pole that I hit. Yes. But, you know, <laughs> that's never good for a sword. Um, <laughs> let me say first, real quick, Travis is the guy that you're talking about, the, the, the sword inspector, the sword master <laughs> the guy. The sword inspector. The sword inspector, which is a great job title. Um, yes. <laughs> Travis is a great guy. He's, he's, he's actually pretty amazing, um, and he does play his part up. I'm on sure. The show. I'm yeah. sure. And it's just for yeah, the show. Yeah, it's all production. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
but uh, but it is it, it's fun and, and a little behind the scenes on that. I think I walked out three times for him to inspect my sword. <laughs> oh, you know, and it looks like you're walking back from this big corridor with your sword, and it's all cool. Yeah. Oh, it was like a four by four square a area. Closet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, barely barely a closet. You know, it, it, it's it's, like it's a filmed, linen closet. Yeah, it's filmed in a vacant warehouse. So you know, I mean, they've got everything set up. It it, it was really cool, but but yeah, it was like. Walk out, hand him your sword, do this. And I'm like, okay. And then they're like, go back, walk back out. And I'm like, okay. We didn't get it that time. Go I, back. Yes. I didn't walk properly. Try that go again. Go back to your okay. mark. So, but, um, but yeah, what questions? <laughs> uh, I guess my first question is how the hell do you get on a show like that? Well, a lot of disbelief. And then you have to have a buddy that was on Forged in Fire oh. who, who gives a uh, sends you out a, an email and says, hey, check this out. They sent this out because I'm an alumni of Forged in Fire. And they said, if you know anybody that's interested in this, and he sends me a little one-page fire, basically. So I sent an email to them thinking, this is ridiculous. Who's going to put me on TV to cut stuff with a sword? No way. <laughs> it's not going to happen. A genius man. Yeah. Well, apparently. But so I did that. And thought nothing of it. And then I got a call, like, I don't know, a week later. Or not a call. A an, a, not, a, not a call, an email. Let me, an email. Let me, let me clarify. Because at that point, I was like, this is not happening. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Again, who's going to put me on TV to hit things with a sword, you know? <laughs> so I check my email, and I'm like, oh, oh, cool. They want to they call. So I called them back, and then I did an interview, and we talked about some things and what I wanted to bring. And at this point... I didn't know there were. They gave us no specifics on what we could bring. Now some of the contestants were given specifics, but I was given nothing. They're like, "What do you want to bring?" Uh, I want to bring a big sword. <laughs> well, well, that could work, you know. And I, and I actually had two options, and they're like, "Nope, you pick one." And I'm like, "Okay, I want to bring a big sword." And so I told my buddy Tom, "Make me a big sword," and he did. Which, by the way, Tom will be on our next podcast. Next, I'm very excited for so. that as well. That's so amazing. We, we have a little uh, History Channel Forged in Fire and Knife and Death uh, month in October. Right. Here, so. That's awesome. But, yeah, and I was going to actually talk to you about that because I know Tom had told me that you guys really had nothing, no idea what the course was. And no. it was they don't kind give of you different any concept? From what they don't they... tell you at all what it's going to be? No. We, uh, so, and, and we even, we even kind of dug into them a little bit to try and figure out because, you know, we were going in completely blind. Now, you guys may not know this. My brother was on season 2.5. They didn't really do a season three. They did two season twos. But, um, he did really well. Check him out. He did not break his sword. Because Tom learned a few things yeah. from the time that my sword was made, yeah. but uh, but um, but yeah, so he had an idea going in, and then I could kind of you know give him a little bit of coaching, sure, which usually doesn't work when you're coaching your younger brother, but you know he actually <laughs> he took my advice and you know and it was a little advice. I didn't you know I didn't teach him everything he knows, which is what I like to say, but uh, but we'll let you say that. You don't have to admit yeah. that. Oh, I don't. Oh. No, you don't. Okay, well, cut that this part. Is out. Not a lie detector, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, we went in totally blind. We had no idea, and and again, we didn't even have, you know, Tom. When I said you know I want a big sword, you know, and Tom likes to go over the top, but we were waiting for you know, do we need weight? Do we need length? Is sure. there you know any requirements? Now, some of the contestants were told ten inch weights. 
Oh. Now, if you look at mine... That's more than 10 inches. I've got a full 20-some-odd inches after I broke a foot of it off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought we were supposed to break it down to 10 inches. That was my goal. But uh, no, no. in all seriousness, we didn't know. Tom made my sword in about three to four days, um, start to finish. And that's you know, that's incredible. I mean, if me. if you don't know yeah. anything about forging swords, that's quick. I'm not an expert. Yeah. I mean, that's a it real doesn't seem like a fast time. process yeah. at all. Yes, and I and I got it in my hand for about three days, so I had three days to work with this new sword. And I, you know, I'm experienced with some martial arts and some sword work, but you know, when you're handling a new sword, a new weapon, you know, it, it's a little bit different. You got to learn a few things. So I had it for a couple of days before sure. I gave it back to him to put the final sharpening on it, which. If you guys want, you can shave your arms with it. It's pretty stinking <laughs> sharp. Um, but um, so got it back to him, and then I had to ship it out. So I basically did, I don't know, maybe 20 cuts with it before I was able to, before I took it on the show. You know, so so again, yeah, we went in completely blind. And basically <laughs> what they told us is, or what they told me was, well, now, we don't want you to break your blades. Hmm. Um, that's good television. Why would they not want you to break your blades? I think they were tricking me, and they and they did a great job of it. But they said probably the the hardest thing you'll have to cut through is maybe a couple of two by fours. Well, maybe a couple of two maybe by a four. couple of two <laughs> by fours. Well, I don't know if you know this, but a block of ice that's I don't know one by three is a little bit more yeah, resistant than a couple thick. two by fours. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, ridiculous. So so the next step you you go where is it filmed? Um, they they filmed in downtown Atlanta, and oh, okay. and I like to say an abandoned warehouse because that sounds scarier. But it was you know, <laughs> it was a, not a, a not really truly abandoned. But um, but yeah, downtown Atlanta, they have the whole course set up in this vacant warehouse, and it was basically a one day process unless you unless you went on to the second to that second bigger course, which right. I did not, of course. Right. But uh, but yeah, it was a it was a single day process. Um, met down there the night before, went over a few things, signed away, you know, everything we had, 15 pages of signatures and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. And then, uh, and then they took us early in the morning to the warehouse, left us sitting in a black van in a dark, vacant oh, warehouse no. for 20 minutes. You know, all these <laughs> nice thinking, and... like, did I read everything correctly? On did, you have your, yeah. did you have your swords with you? We, we did not. Oh, and that's oh, what, that, that was the other thing stuff. that was disturbing. Cause you know, there, all of us are in this van and we're all sword knife people, Unarmed. you know, and. Unarmed. Well, there was one guy that was armed because he always has a knife with him. Totally respect the guy, but uh, but yeah, we're sitting here going, "There's nobody here. What are we waiting for? What is what's going on?" But you know, then they play Bill Goldberg's entrance music and he runs out. That's right. Slides into the ring <laughs> and I and I was speared. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but I do have. Did a, you get to meet him? I, I did not actually because you know I didn't make it far enough. However, my Come brother on. did get to meet him, and if I can get this picture to come up. Well, here you guys have to look at the smaller version. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, Bill Goldberg's awesome. shirt is open. Yes, right. well, you know, I mean, I mean, he's got to show off those abs. That's but, amazing. But now, well, if you had him, you'd show him off. Yeah. yeah. Now, keep in mind, my brother probably—no offense to my brother—but he probably outweighs me by a good seventy pounds. Sure. You know, we're about the same height. So, right. uh, you know, Bill is—I don't know—six four, six six. He's a big man. He's yeah. a—he's a rock. I mean, so he—he's not the rock, <laughs> I mean, no. but he is a rock. <laughs> you beat me but, to it. <laughs> but no, uh, Goldberg. Actually, my brother got to talk to him. He said he's really laid back, super cool guy to talk to. Just like talking to anybody. He's you know so. Well, and I—I I will say, like the whole vibe of the show is. What it, it, the whole concept seems like? What if some guys got together and said, what, "How can we make a show out of just like cutting stuff?" I just want to cut stuff. You guys want to see people cutting stuff? That's awesome. 
That's and it really does seem like that. But then they, there's this level of seriousness with yet. Then you get a guy like Bill Goldberg to to kind of like be gruff and be like, "These are swords, and they'll cut you wide open." You know that kind of, that was more Jesse Ventura, but uh, <laughs> the Intercontinental Champion. But uh, listen, I liked the show a lot. It was really fun to watch. I just, I guess, I have one more question. Um, when are they going to reforge your blade, and Aragorn's going to lead the Kingdom of Men? When's that going to happen? Well, <laughs> it has to wait generations, I guess. Right at at this moment, my Smith is a little bit backed up on work, so as soon as he gets a spare minute, you know. Um, yeah, he is. He has definitely offered to remake. He has definitely offered to make me another blade. I would love to go back on the show again, but unfortunately, from everything we've been able to hear, you know, inside people that people that have been on the show, people that have tried to contact um, producers and things like that, we're not uh, not we. Let me. Um, we don't think they're going to have another episode. We don't think that there's a future for the show, at least at this time. Now they might completely surprise us. But apparently, you know, viewership was great on the first season. Sure. And I think what they did, if you go back and you watch the first season and even compare it to the second uh, 2 and 2.5, uh, the production value, and I'm not, I'm not trying to talk bad about the show. It was a great show. It was a great experience. But I think the production value could have been better, um, could have been cleaner. And then I also think that they piggybacked it off of Fortune Fire. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I think that gave... Of course, that built the viewership in right away, but I think a lot of that viewership fell off because I think what they thought was that everybody that came on the show was going to make their swords and then run the course, and right. you'd get to see parts of that, right. where this show was not about necessarily the maker or the smith, although some of the people on the show did make their own blades. Um, this was more about the the person using the blade and whether the blade could stand up to the punishment. And I found that to be very interesting. And it, it was, like I said, entertaining as hell. Legitimately, yeah. really fun to watch. I, yeah, I've been watching it since yeah, since season yeah. one. Well, since I, you were on, it's and, on and Hulu. Then watching Tom on, you know, when he was on on Forged. If yes. you have so. Hulu, it's they're on there. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. So it's and it seems like the show was not costly. Uh, I mean, I don't know the behind the scenes, but I mean, compared to like a, a show with actors and things, like it seems like this is a more on the cheap end of a show to make. So like, why not just go forever? Yeah, seems yeah. like it could. Yeah, and, 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 and I have to agree with you there because, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, there's always production costs. And, and, of course, what you guys didn't see was the probably 25 to 40 people on the sidelines. Sure. Um, oh what, resetting that course? Like, how long does a reset take? I guess it depends on how long they make it, how far they make it. Well, I want to say there was eight of us, basically eight people per episode, and they have to get through. Everybody has to get through that course in that that uh that daytime slot, basically. That, and then they run that bigger course after at the very end, after everybody's gone, and that's the two the two top finishers. Right. So I want to say we were at the warehouse by about between 7 and 8 a.m. maybe, and I don't think I got back to the hotel until 8, 9 o'clock that night, sure. maybe. Maybe, you know, and then the, the other two guys had to run that final course. Right, so they weren't even right. done. No. So, you know, again, it was, it's a long day. It's a big, long shoot. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, I ran the course second, I believe, out of everyone. And it, it was also, this was also really interesting because, you know, everything's secret that first season. You know, you can't right. know anything. So they brought us in and they put us in a tent, basically. After we got out of the black van, <laughs> you know, we went to a tent and, and you, know, tent, you know, you know, and we're seeing little parts of the course, you know, that nobody's ever seen before. Not really parts of the course, but like, you know, there's broken ice blocks and things like that. And it's like, 
Okay, so what are we going to do here? I they, well, I nobody said anything about ice, you know, but uh, <laughs> but so they put us in one tent, and then they're like, okay, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to pull you, and when you're ready to run the course, we're going to have you come over here, and then the and and then they took us all as a group, and they had the you know the big garage door opening scene where everybody walks in looking tough, and it looks you know? awesome, yeah. yeah, it does, yes. yes, and and what's really funny is I think we did that one two or three times because some of us kept turning at the wrong spot, even though it was clearly <laughs> marked on the floor, but you know you, you're you're there and you're like, oh. What's what's good? Oh, Goldberg's over. Is that Goldberg? Oh yeah. my! You know, so you look, miss the spot. Don't look at the camera. Don't look at yeah. the camera. Right, and then you come back, and then and, and then you redo it. But um, but yeah, they put us in the first tent, and they're like, okay, guys, you know, hang out here. We'll call you back one at a time, and then you put on like your Kyvex and all that kind of cool protective stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they take the first guy, and he runs the course, and then we don't see him again. We don't know where he is. <laughs> what what happened? Was he now? killed in the yeah. midst of the they course? This, the yeah. this yeah. is where the death comes in. Yeah. Oh my god! So you know, and then I'm the second guy, and I'm like, well, bye guys. Well, you know, I, I guess yeah. we'll, we'll see you. It was good knowing so, you. Yeah. So I ran the course, did my thing, broke my sword, said the f word, and it. Yeah, more than I think I've ever said in my life. You know, they probably edited all that out. They did. But you anyway, know, you seem pretty calm in the show you seem pretty cool about it in the show well, well behind the scenes but uh, say, I, aha. I mean, it's clear that you're yeah, like raging. i've heard behind the scenes stories yeah. it's, it's clear you're like raging against that block of ice yes yeah i mean i don't everything i drink is hot now it's you know it's just <laughs> but but no so then i i ran the course you know you know, kind of disappointed but you know it, it is what it is and then i came back and i found that there's another tent the people who run the course go to the other tent. And then I sit down with the guy that just ran the course. And, you know, and, and, and of course, we're mic'd up the whole time, oh, no. you know, and you, and you forget you're mic'd up the whole time. Right. So I'm talking to him and he's talking and like, hey, so how'd you do? And the next thing you know, this little uh, um, production assistant sticks your head in the tent. Hey, don't talk about anything. We're like, <laughs> we're oh. going to be here for 10 hours and we can't talk about anything. Oh, well, no, no, no. You can talk about whatever you want, but nothing on the course, nothing on your blades, nothing on the show, nothing on what you've seen, nothing on what you've been through, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, so what do you do? (laughs) You know, speaking code about it. it. It's like an awkward first date. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, overall, overall, I thought it was a pretty amazing experience. Um, The only thing that I can truly say that I was disappointed in, other than the fact that I, I approached the ice wrong, broke the blade was that it took them till about one o'clock to get me a cup of coffee. Aww. And that's really, really Aww. tough. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> that is tough. Well, I mean, when you start at seven, eight o'clock in the morning and you know, I mean, you get transported to the secret location in yeah. a blacked out <laughs> van. <laughs> yes. And then you get thrown in a blacked out tent. That's yes. Amazing. Well and the other thing that struck me during the show was like when someone is failing or on the course then the guy comes out, and the, it just makes me nervous. Like, this angry guy standing here with a sword or a knife. Like, this guy needs to be like, all right, it's cool. Give me your give me your sword. It's okay. <laughs> this, it's all right. You didn't win. It's okay. Go go in the tent. Have some coffee. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and that's interesting in and of itself because they told us ahead of time, if you have a critical failure, I believe that's what they call it, critical failure, then you're disqualified from the course. And if you guys go back and watch my footage, and it's funny because Goldberg, again, Great guy, but he says, oh, my God, his sword hit the floor. He broke the tip off. Yeah. I did not hit the floor. I hit the metal crossbeam. It was on those those diagonal ropes that I was yeah. cutting. Right. I hit the metal crossbeam, and that broke off. Yeah. Just the and tip, though. Just, yeah. just the tip. Um, <laughs> it's a dangerous and, game. And so then all I could think was, well, I'm done. You know, yeah. I'm done. I broke my blade. You know, now, granted, you know, that's what, three inches? And I had, I think, a full 53-inch 
sword, you right. know. And so, you know, I get to the end of the I get to the end of that run and I'm standing there and you know and they cut, they shut everything down for a minute and they're like, you know, your feet are on the yellow line and you're you're waiting and I'm like, I broke my oh, this is terrible. You know, and they're like they're like, Sean, look at your blade. And I'm like, it was Bane. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. <laughs> and, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't want to, you know. So I kind of did this little kind of lifted it up and kind of glanced to the side. I, I think they wanted me to really examine it, but and I and it was broken. And I'm like, okay. And now I'm waiting for them to say, okay, you're done. Go back to the right. other tent. And they're like, move on to obstacle two. And I'm like, okay, all right. So and that was that was the stick and move. That was. That that is what I'm most proud of. It you was, did really well on that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. That was that's what I was most proud of. Um, well, you needed a lot of techniques for that too, and you did. Yeah, it was really cool to see that. That was my favorite part, by the way. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Well, the the octopus, which is you know the big uh, the big two drain, they're basically drainage them, yeah. tubes, and yeah. they're filled with sand. And I think I got through all but one and a half of them because the blade is so long and so sharp. Whereas some of the knife guys with those ten inch blades, they had a heck of a time yeah. getting through that but uh but anyway so i got through that no more breaks and then i step up to the ice yeah and i'm looking at the ice and she i'm like saw it at it. i i should have well and, <laughs> and if you look my blade has got peaks on the back and yeah. the peaks are sharpened and that's right. a thicker edge now tom and i discussed this if we went through anything hard if i had to go through ice i should flip the blade over but i had already broken it and I didn't know how long they were going to let me continue. Right. So I said, all right, I'm going to go at it. Well, the problem was partially, if you guys look and you guys can see that, that's the grain structure of the steel. It looks like sugar. Yeah. It should not look like sugar. It should be very smooth. Right. right. So what had happened was when Tom, when Tom was doing the heat treatment on the blade to harden it, his ovens were off. And he didn't know that there was a problem with the thermometer in his ovens. So it didn't harden properly. That... That, the blade being so long, and I approached it at a 45-degree angle. I should have went at a horizontal cut, but the 45-degree angle, my hands rolled, and the blade twisted and okay. wrapped around yeah. the eyes. You can see it really wiggling, yeah. too, when you, especially in the slow-motion stuff. Yes. It's kind of amazing. And and even with those problems you had, it's amazing you made it to where you made it to. Yeah. yeah it's it, amazing. Yeah, it, it, it was. It yeah. Was. But, <laughs> but to get to the funniest part of that, of course, this piece broke first. The and, thing you needed, yes, and this yeah. piece broke last, and yeah, of course that's that's when they yes that's when they stopped <laughs> me. But see this piece, and what you guys couldn't see from your vantage point, as I was attacking that block, I was basically facing the production crew, that whole line of twenty five right. to forty oh, people. No. As I hit with that last piece, ping, it flew out towards the towards, <laughs> toward the production crew, and that's when they're like, "Hold, oh, you know, yeah, stop!" Yeah, and I'm it. like. I'm like, that's it. I'm done. You killed so, the guy, didn't so you? So it's almost like if it went the <laughs> other direction when they when it kept going. Remember in in Spaceballs when he kills the guy on the camera? That that's well, that's actually what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, and then you know, of course, Travis comes out and and he made a joke about my sword turning into a sax, which is you know a small blade, and mm -hmm. and I cried a little bit and walked off. But you know, <laughs> and then I said the f word four thousand times. Four thousand yeah. times. That was awesome. Well, just for people listening, what what again? It was season one, episode two, right? Season one, episode two. The name yeah. of the episode is "All the Barong Moves." Right. And barong, a barong is a type of Filipino blade. Just in case that anybody out there, yeah. yes. that you'll see in yeah. the episode. That guy was pretty cool. Yes, yes. <laughs> he uh, he. 
Braulio. Braulio is a great guy. He was he was pretty hilarious, and he's and he, he but he's real even keel, real even. You know, he seemed quite serious. Yeah, he he does he does. But when you actually talk to him, he's he's just really laid back and good natured. It's it's really cool. Yeah, he he was pretty deadpan for for quite yeah. a while going through. He was putting like, on a show a little yeah. bit, I think. Yeah. Yes, and his blade was a hundred year old barong. It yeah, was that's actually, incredible. Yeah, that's a, well, and that's the one thing I kind of like about the show is they give a, um, a brief, de- it's brief, but a yep. description of the different types of blades, the kind of a short little quick history, you know, of yep. what you, what you're using and stuff. So I, that's, you know, yeah. me being a history buff, that's. So to, to just sort of wrap it all up, that show is awesome and you should watch it. Yes. And yes. we're going to be talking about it more next week. Yes. Yeah. Yep, we'll, we'll we'll go from knife and death, and yes. we'll slip right into forged in fire. Yes, which is the creation of a lot of these gorgeous blades. Yes. Sometimes not so gorgeous. I've seen some of the products that some of the other people have made. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's kind of like um, uh, what's the chef show? The chef show. Uh, that you have to do is it's like the master chef. Yes, master chef. Master chef. So many chef with, shows with blades. I know, I know, but master chef with blades. Because yeah. you have to do a lot of it in a certain period of time, and you yeah. have to do specific blades or specific types of of material. So, and you only get—I know—you uh, you have to pick between a different set of uh, materials to use. Yes, yes. So that takes some expertise. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Well, I loved it, and I would watch more, and I will watch more. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, knives and swords are pretty scary, though, right? And yeah. you know what else is scary? horror movies it is you, you know what else is really scary my transitions they're bad uh, I, I, for a split second not my glasses I, I'm, I'm having a real hard time seeing outside no, guys. no 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 when you said transition i wasn't going there i was going somewhere else with that okay i was going to ask if you were going to make an announcement on the yes podcast maybe i am you, you just just you wait yeah, you know. <laughs> so it is the spooky month october and uh, we love horror movies. Absolutely. And we thought we would do another list, a famous list of uh, top horror movies. Now, so, I'm willing to bet this list will probably have some similar I'm movies. sure it will. And and I don't know about you, but I, I did this list as top 10 favorite horror movies, and I did mine quite broad. The, this list is a list that I, if someone said, I've never seen a horror movie or I don't really watch them, what should I get into? This list is that for me. I have an oddball taste in horror movies, and I like a lot of the strange, weird ones, as we've already talked about. Yeah. But this list for me is like the big. These are the heavy hitters. These are the big guys you need to be looking for. If you know it's the Halloween season, if you haven't seen some of these, you you should watch them. So that's how I came at this list. I don't know about you. I, I a lot of the same, but mine have a very wide range of years. Sure. So I mean, there's different levels to these horror movies. Sure. You know, you look things back in the. You know, 40s and 50s compared sure. to the movies today. You know, there's kind of a, a broad spectrum of stuff. There. What do you mean? So, Lost Woman is just as good as Hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean, what do you feel about horror movies? Um, okay, so subject. <laughs> just transitioning off of me being the guy with the big sword and all of that. <laughs> sure. I, I, I am a big wimp when it comes to horror movies. Okay. Uh, most of mine will be classic. Um, probably nothing past 2009 maybe Fair. um and it will be a narrow list because again i'm a big baby there are some of these <laughs> there are some of these movies out here like um um what was the one that you picked the girl for kitty pride uh the conjuring yeah i will not see that movie because my my view on it is zombies 
cool, easy. I can fight zombies. I'm a guy with a sword. You got a sword. <laughs> Supernatural things. You don't I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. That's, you know, I... You mean like our couple of trips out to the gates of hell that yeah, we took? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I don't Where we need... all dove through the sunroof of... Yeah, there's there's no need for me oh, to man. ever... Yeah, yeah, no. I'm No, no, I don't need that. I think your list is just as valid, though, because uh, that's important. A lot of people have the same view. And maybe your list will appeal to somebody like that more than ours will. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I, th- I think that's a, that's good. I think a lot of mine. I'll hit both. I'll okay. hit. I'll hit both sides of the. I think we're going to share a lot, like you said. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, Sean. Do you want to start again because you're the guest? Okay, uh, let's go with number ten and go and work yeah. our way up to one. Number ten. Go away to one. Okay, so my number ten is and 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 some of you may not even consider this true horror is the village. Oh yeah! Oh, I like that. It's a great I, movie. I really like that movie. Not that it's that terrifying. I think my favorite part of that movie, though, is you, you know there's going to be a twist in his movies, and by that time that movie came out, you're waiting for it. I did not see it coming that they were in like a state park. Yeah, and sure. I was no, like, I mean that was. <laughs> it's really funny when you say they're in a state park. <laughs> <laughs> I never considered it that way. I mean, I was like, you know, you could just be hiking along, and then all of a sudden you're in the village. What's going on? Yeah, so, you know, and that that was kind of. That in itself, to me, is kind of horrific that they could have an entire village of what you see as maybe a turn-of-the-century group of people right. in a state park. <laughs> <laughs> and they have no idea. Yeah. None. And the, thing that other, the other thing about that movie is that you see that, that creature thing, and you really don't know. You're like, what is that thing? It's really scary. I, I don't I don't know what this is. Well, and, you and, never get a good shot of it. Yeah, until and, until that final you know thing. You have that fear of like I don't know what this movie is or where it's going. Well, is that's that what a creature? I said. What that's is one this? of the things that always I'm more scared of. I'm not scared when you turn on the light and the creature mm-hmm. standing in front of you. Yeah. You know I, I I this is my quote with it. I'm scared of when you reach for the light. That hand in the darkness moves your hand to the light switch. What's that's a hand the kind touching. of yeah. Well, I mean just. The, the complete unknown, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I totally agree with that. Again, why I don't watch those movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's a great choice. I didn't expect to hear Village on this list, but uh, no, no, it's a good, good one. It's, no, I, it's I'm not serious. one that I would have I would have completely considered, but now that we talk about it, yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah. All right. And that's when M. Night was in his stride of yeah, the nope, movies. Absolutely. I agree. And then there was a happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then there was Airbender. Oh, boy. Uh, so okay, my uh, well, I'm trying to ignore. I'm it. sorry, I didn't mean to bring this that, whole conversation. That, that's that's horror as well. Uh, it's right up there with uh, strip tease <laughs> and showgirls. Oh boy, <laughs> scariest movie I've ever seen. Oh. Anyway, my number ten. I'm moving. I'm moving this thing along. My number ten. A little Sam Raimi film called Not What You Think. Drag Me to Hell. Love it. No, I knew you were going to say that one. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Yes. It's it's one of my all time favorites. It kind of hits every like everything. Yeah. It has some good suspense. It has some great shock value. It has some great moments of absolute gore and carnage. A great twist at the end. It has a great twist. It has such good acting. I really think. And the the woman that plays the um the uh the 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 what do you I don't know what you call her but the evil lady in the movie oh. like, the old hag the yeah yeah she uh she's incredible that movie is amazing uh. 10 out of 10 for me. I love Sam Raimi. I love everything he does. Or not everything, but he's great. That movie's worth your time. You should watch it. Okay. My number 10. Now, don't don't uh, give me a hard time because this is lower on the list. Mm-hmm. But the original A Nightmare on Elm Street. That's not a, That's fine. That's great. I mean, that... It should be on this list. That, no, it's just that it's lower on the list. Okay. Uh, as, as number 10. 
I mean, what can you say about Robert England? I mean, he is like the epitome of that slasher horror movie, especially of the times. Yeah. Throws a little comedy in it. It's got a little sarcastic, blood and guts, you know, and then those iconic creepy scenes. Oh, yeah. The nightmare scenes. The yeah. nightmare yeah. scenes. And then, like, you know, the alley scene where, you My know. My absolute favorite. Yeah. Love it. That scene to me is the same as the priest under the streetlight in the exorcist. It's just about as iconic. I mean, his arms are stretching out. Yeah. It's very dreamlike. It's so strange. He's clawing the the, the fence. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yes. I have a story about that after we do the list. Okay. okay. Oh, number, number nine. Number nine. That's number nine. That's me. Um, number nine is a movie that came out, I want to say right around 2009, 2007 to 2009. It's a movie called Nine Dead. Have you guys seen that? Um, it's I, I really liked it because... The, so the basis of the movie, it's very similar to Saw, but the guy takes nine people, puts them in a room, and they have to figure out how they're connected to each other. Um, it was coming off of Lost, the... Uh, one character in Lost's father is the guy that played the main character in this film. But what I liked about it, again, was you're put in a situation where you have eight other people, and you're in a room, and you have to find this connection, and then he comes in every hour, I believe it was, and kills someone, you know, or takes them away. And so yeah. it's like, how do you figure out your connection with all these people before there's no people left? <laughs> yeah. You know? So that kind of, it's that kind of thing that, that kind of thing scares me. You know, not that I, I you know, you, you go through the whole, oh, I could overpower them or I could do this or I could do that. It's but it's like, unknowing. yeah, could you really? You know, I, yeah, you know, that's I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's another one. unexpected, but, but probably really yeah, good choice. Yeah, I like the list so far. And that's an underappreciated movie, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, my number nine, uh, I'm sure no one else is going to have this on their list. It's a movie from the 50s called City of the Dead, starring Christopher Lee. Um, he's about the biggest name in there and yeah. it is a movie about, um, witches, witchcraft, wizardry, sorcery, <laughs> uh, <laughs> things along those lines. Uh, and basically it's, uh, to do with the Salem witches and, um, yeah. this, this girl becomes very interested in witches and witchcraft and, uh, her professor, professor Driscoll, old Christopher Lee, he says, why don't you go over to, the, there's this old village and you should go and it's the village. I, I know it very well. And there's, there's, you know, some, a lot of history about witches there. And she goes, and it's this beautiful, there's fog everywhere, and it's clearly like a movie set, and it doesn't even matter. It just looks so good. It's all black and white, of course. Amazing movie, great atmosphere. Um, you've heard a quote, even if you've never seen the movie, you've heard a quote from it, probably, if you've ever heard the Rob Zombie song. Uh, what song is that? Is it Dragula? Not Dragula. The one Living where it, Dead Girl? Living, no, 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 no. It's, uh, what song is that? What's, uh, the, what's the quote? It, it, at the very beginning, it's you hear you hear a voice go, "Superstition, death, and jealousy." Come on. I remember that. Yeah, it's yeah. A, what song is that? It's uh, it might be Dracula. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, that's uh, that's from is that it, movie, City that, of the Dead. Is it Dracula or Super Beast? I don't think it's Super Beast because Super Beast just starts out with a weird sound, yeah. like wow, wow, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, City of the Dead. It's absolutely worth <clears throat> the watch. You should watch it. Okay. Speaking of number nine, mm -hmm. Sean had his nine. I have my nine. Session nine. Session nine is number nine, and that's just fine. Ironically, meant <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I did not plan that, and please do not keep going. <laughs> no, and it's another one that it's a suspense, 
you know, all this is going on with these guys and, you know, and they're doing like asbestos removal in this old insane asylum. Yeah. And they get these recordings of this psychologist session. Yeah. And it starts really affecting, you know, the main character and then things start happening throughout while they're they're at this place. That's a movie that I watched the first time and didn't I just totally didn't get it. Didn't get it. And it then almost I watched has it to be one you have to watch. I watched it the second one. time and I was like, this movie's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely agree. That's a great movie. So Number yeah. eight. Number, Number eight. eight. Number eight. Amityville Horror. The Ridge? The original, the original Amityville oh, yes. Horror. Um I guess keep in mind that I was, I don't know, very young at the time these movies were coming out and cable was a new thing and we didn't have as much parental supervision as we probably should have in the day so you know i would watch these movies and there will come to one on on my list that's high up on the list but it's mostly blocked out of my mind but anyway amityville horror like first of all who buys a house that looks like a skull i mean you know and then the house says get out it, why are you there? <laughs> Leave. And then the flies. Like I, the flies. When I was when I was a child, like flies on the window, and I'm like, oh, I, I've got to leave. I've got to yeah. go. You know, it it just that movie. I don't know. And then, then the descent into madness. That's you'll see that as a common theme on my list here. Yeah. Sure, that's a classic. Now, if you remember, Sean, like the second house, me and my sister lived in. From the back, it looked like the Amityville Horror. No thanks. Yes. yes. Again, why did you? And, and I have a ghost story. I have a ghost story from that right. house. But your house was cool. You walked up and it said, "What's up?" It didn't say get out. <laughs> it was very inviting. Yeah. The door opened on its own. It was the you know the, get in here the, uh, ears of the Budweiser. What's up? What's up? <laughs> That's gross. I'm sorry. All right. That's Amityville's awesome. It yes. should have been on my list probably. Uh, my number eight. Poltergeist. Ooh, good. Very good. That's the uh, Robert Stack pronunciation of yes. the, the word poltergeist. Poltergeist. Pol- poltergeist. <laughs> uh, that movie destroyed me as a child. Um, not the clown part. The clown part is for wusses. Uh, yeah. The tree scared me more than anything, Can't weirdly. Clowns lead me. Yes. The tree scared me a lot because there was a tree similar to that outside my window as a kid. <laughs> and, uh, and also, the, the woman coming down the steps, the ghost lady coming down the steps, just... <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But everything about that movie is perfect. It's such a good movie. I always side-eyed looked at, you know, because back in the day, you know, stations didn't go 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, you wake mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night and the TV you was left that. on and it's staticky. Oh. You're always kind of looking out of the side of your eye, walking a little faster yeah. past the... Yeah. The most terrifying thing to me in that movie was the little lady. Oh, go yes. to the light! Zelda. No, go away! What? Do you Caroline? remember some of the shows that they they did? She was on, and, a, and she was doing the voiceovers yeah, for. Them, I loved it because it was they'd like, have the big story about yeah. some haunted place, and they send people in, and she'd be like, <laughs> "In the library, <laughs> Susan gets you know, a nasty have, like, shock." Headphones on, and yeah. they're hearing this crap, and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> even if there's nothing there, it's like, "Yep." Her voice alone is terrifying. <laughs> All right, what's yours? What? What'd you do? Oh, you did Poltergeist. I did Poltergeist. <laughs> it's okay. Phantasm. Oh, boy. Back in the classic. Uh, yeah. That damn silver ball. It's creepy. Yes. And, that, and the mortician. Yeah. I mean, he just... Anytime you... I swear, as God is my witness, anytime I have to go to a funeral... He's there. And go to a mortuary, I'm like looking for... You know, you know we have a friend that does that. I know we do. <laughs> 
Yes, I know Tommy. Yes. <laughs> well, that movie's like a nightmare. That whole movie's like a real nightmare. I know. And I mean... The creepy little guys and like there's another dimension going on and there's these balls that eat your brain kind of. They just stab through. That I whole thing. Never looking corkscrews the same way. Yeah. And also a little fun fact. The house yeah. is also the same house from the James Bond film of View to a Kill. No I love way. It. Nice. I love it. And then Roger Moore makes a woman a quiche. <laughs> so that's all you need to know really. That's funny. Seven? Number seven? Number seven. Number seven. Number seven for me is the first and original Saw movie. It's a great movie. That that again twist at the end. That I I did not see that coming. And then also part of that movie, I, I like those movies that are psychological. They make you think. What would I do to stay alive? Would I cut one of my own eyes out to sure. get the key? To yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, maybe. Yeah, and that and that movie kind of started that whole escape room kind of. Yeah, well, in yeah. that room, you know, people remember it as being horribly gory and violent, and it, it had a little bit. But really, the the later sequels are really the ones that became torture porn. Right. But the first two are pretty excellent thriller movies, I, mystery movies. I remember uh, reading something. I can't remember who the writer director was, but I remember reading um, that he said that you know after the first one, oh, it's James Wan. Okay. Okay. Hey, well, after the first one, he said that. Uh, he, you know, he was trying to come up with all these crazy things to have people do, and he actually went back and started looking into history and went, "Wow, they've already done way more than I could ever <laughs> yeah. think of." So he started pulling things from I history. Mean, sure. You only have to just go medieval history, and you can pr- pretty much have about ten sequels. Sure, sure, that's a great choice. That is a good choice. I like the way your list is going. It's more real. Yeah, I dig that. Uh, mine's all silly stuff. Uh, my number seven is the fog. Not not the scariest movie ever, but no. it has the atmosphere. It's got Adrian Barbeau, and uh, <laughs> it's it's got a lot of fog, guys. Yeah, I really really like that movie it, again, and it's got Tom Atkins. Come on, what else do you want? There's there's nothing else you can possibly want. No, it's got creepy moments. It's got uh, water ninjas with hooks. Uh, it's amazing. Watch the fog. <laughs> the soundtrack. Well, oh, it's a John Carpenter movie. Right. It's got that Carpenter score. And the score I give it is 10 out of 10. But you only ranked it 7. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to try. Uh, my number 7, a little more gory, but really like started the character-driven, for the most part, horror movies, Hellraiser. I knew you were going to say it when you said that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hellraiser. Great movie. I mean, just the, the character-driven between not only the victim... But of the, you know, uh, of of the evil guy, you know, I you mean, mean, Uncle Frank, old uh, Uncle Frank upstairs, y- yeah. <laughs> but I, the the scariest part of that movie is the uh, his his what it's it's oh boy, what's her name? She's the one luring men into the house. Yeah, yeah. she's the scariest part of that movie. Oh, I know. That's and uh, that's what I mean. It's more character driven. I mean, it's a gory movie. Yeah, don't get me she's, wrong. She's worked. She's just luring men in and killing them with a hammer, and he's like eating them, and it's amazing. All I can think of is that guy in those floppy tidy whities though. That's all I can think about. That's all. I, that's all I can think about. Twenty four seven. I have a problem. <laughs> now that we've covered tiny whities, uh, let's go to number six. Uh, number six. Number six for me. And this is the one that I have blocked almost completely out of my mind, is The Omen. 
Yes. That movie, I the only scene that I can remember in that movie that I really try to block out that doesn't work is when they show the mark on Damien. And oh, yeah. for years, I would be checking my head going, oh, my God. <laughs> is it me? <laughs> I'm possessed. So, I don't know. There's a couple of our friends that we were should have been checking more than well, oh, for sure, for sure. It's all for you, Sean. <laughs> That's a great movie. Uh, I saw the remake in 2006 on June 6, 666. Uh, I saw it in the theater, and at this point, we, we just barely hadn't switched to digital yet, so it was on film. Right. Halfway through the movie, during a very intense scene, the film melted. Oh, my and it, God. And it made this horrible noise. It was like, <laughs> it was amazing. And Pete, one person got up and ran out. It was incredible. Uh, that was me. <laughs> no. <laughs> the remake's fine, but the original's so the, much the better. The original is so much better. Yeah. I mean, it has that nostalgia and the way they film it. You know, it's I mean, perfect. the older yeah. filming, you know, there's a lot of movies that are, that kind of have that look like Rosemary's Baby yes. and a few of those other films. But I mean, just the intensity of that kid. Amazing. You know, and the sequels, Damien, you know, there's yeah. some decent sequels to that, too. Yeah. Is Sam Neill as Damien when he's yes. older? Amazing casting. He's perfect. He's yeah. so evil. Love it. So. But anyway, my number six. six. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. The original. Okay, I knew we had it classic. We have to, Yeah, we have to have that. I don't need to say anything else. I love it. Freddy. Love you, Freddy. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> so much better than the newer remake. Don't talk about him. Although I like Jackie Earl Haley. I don't think the problem was him. No, but the writing was... I, you, you couldn't do any better than Why that. are we focused on him, like, the child part? Leave yeah. That, like, you could just say he was a murderer and make, maybe he killed teens. Don't, <laughs> I don't need to know about this, like, uh, no, and that predator was, stuff, yeah. man. Get that out of here. Yeah, that the, was... Freddy, Freddy's supposed to be fun, okay? Yeah. Yeah, and that was not a fun movie. No. All right, my number six. I kind of have it as a tie. Because, one, they're very similar... The following and Carnival of Souls. Okay. I saw Carnival of Souls in the theater. Yes. It was awesome. So, I mean, I know you, the following is one of your favorites. Now you're talking about It Follows. Or, yeah, It Follows. The following Sorry. is a Kevin Bacon TV no, no, show. No, 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 no. It Follows. Okay. And I wrote that down, so no, why. I don't All right. know why. Improve if you want to. Exactly. But anyway, that whole concept, you know, and, and I mean, the Carnival of Souls is also that this guy keeps showing. I mean,. Keep showing up. Keep showing up. Yeah. Keep showing up. You know, so. Carnival Souls is a great movie. I, I don't know. Sometimes I watch it and I think it's a masterpiece. Sometimes I watch it and go, this is boring. I get it. She's dead. <laughs> Whatever. Spoilers. Uh, yeah. But I, don't know. I think those are both great. And it follows well. One of my all-time favorites. Yeah. yeah. All right. Number five. Number five. Number five. Another one that terrified me as a child. Cujo. Hey, yeah. Same. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, being trapped in a car with a rabid St. Bernard <laughs> that's way more intelligent than a rabid St. Bernard should be. Right. That, that yeah. I mean, I don't have dogs. That, that's probably why. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, it's, it's that's like, that was one of those movies that on the playground kids would be like Cujo was on last night. Did you see that movie? Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> that yeah, that one really scared my friend for sure. He was terrified. We he'd like just jump up into a tree if there was a dog around. He was terrified of dogs. <laughs> yeah, that movie's great. Uh, so my number five, I'm already getting there, but it's The Exorcist. Uh, I, sh- quick story on that. When I first saw it. It was the version you've never seen, right? So it's the one that they added in the spider walk and the faces oh, yeah. that pop up and all that other stuff that wasn't in the original version. Right. Um, 
my mom rented it and then she was like you should probably watch this you like you like scare, <laughs> I, I don't know if she's trying to scare me like to, to, to get more into religion or like what the thing was but she basically put me in a room and said let me know when you're done I don't know if she remembers it that way but that's <laughs> right. how it felt to me and um I watched this thing by myself at probably age 11 uh I was petrified I mean no movie probably no movie affected me more than that and it really that movie like I had like a weird block like that movie really gave me nightmares and was horrible for years and years but then what I discovered was to get rid of to make it go away to make the scary go away I decided to read the book it didn't help <laughs> I thought maybe if I understood that, that would uh, somehow improve the situation that's no. when you learn by reading the book you find out a lot more than yeah, you see in the movie I, I, that was it was that moment I realized I messed up yeah. uh, but so but then I, I, I got the DVD and I, I listened to the commentaries and I, I read all the behind the scenes I watched like three documentaries to try and like take this the scariness away and you know for me the thing I mean it still is terrifying yeah the thing is not like the whole possession demon thing like that doesn't bother me whatever because I, I don't really believe in those things for me it was like linda blair is terrifying that's it <laughs> she scares the crap out of me yeah that was all it took linda blair so uh and the, uh, there's many other scary aspects to it but she, right. she was the main problem the voice and the <laughs> and i still get every so often like if i'm not ready and i see linda i right. go oh hey <laughs> you know uh the, so i was listening to a podcast once and they just a random sound clip popped up and it was the voice going do you know what she did and i was like no i don't i don't want to know Stop. <laughs> so yeah to exorcist that really yeah. got me L- little note my parents had a light pole at the oh. end of our block we were a second from the last <laughs> i swear to god there were nights i looked out there and there was somebody standing with under a briefcase with a briefcase okay and i'm like <laughs> yeah you know opposite direction under yep. the covers mm-hmm. lock my own bedroom door and the house door yep so. <laughs> that's mine <laughs> alright my number 5 Hereditary love it that is a movie that will send as much as I love The Exorcist and how much it still affects me yeah. Hereditary is an awful close second it's too real and, it's so real I mean just yeah I, I, I have you know little panic attacks thinking about it. yeah 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 that movie's <laughs> I mean, terrifying so many ways. And it's not something that's blood and guts. It's not, you know... Well, there's one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't. And if nobody has seen it, go see it. Uh, for me, that was originally on my list. It was like number seven. And right. I just shuffled some stuff around and it had to go. Yeah. I, could, I can't believe it. Like, yeah, but I had I took it off. But that's one of the... That's been one of the best modern horror movies. Oh, no question. I, no question. Yeah. So. Great choice. Hereditary. Number four. Number four. Number four. <laughs> Speaking of the mic. You said you've done this yeah. all the time. Uh, all, okay? the time. Yeah. all the time. <laughs> no, number four. For me, number four is the Blair Witch Project. Yes. That's a good um, one. Partially because of the way that it was filmed. That first person. You think it's real? Like, it, is this real? I don't know. Yeah. And, well, and that was the thing. They played it off where it was, well, you don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know. Right. And and as kids, you know, we did a lot of stomping around the woods and scouts and stuff like <laughs> oh, yeah. that. And how often do you go, okay, we're going this way why are we back in the same spot yeah. you know and you know and yeah. little stone statues and st- stuff stacked up all over right. the place and stick it's like yeah that kind of stuff i'm like you know and you see that kind of stuff out in the woods and then you're like oh, yeah. did i just walk into this movie what's what's happening here? yeah well a couple of times we like you know we we go to the current river and we go take it off trekking out at night yeah how many times we'd go around yes. a couple 
yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that, yeah, that kind of, again, that, and, and, and yeah, absolutely the way it was filmed, the kind of first person, I feel like they did a really good job of portraying the terror that I would have. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite real. Yeah, it is. That's a great they, choice. They did a good job. Terrible uh, sequels, but... The Book of Shadows is garbage. <laughs> oh, man, I watched it recently, and I'm oh, not sure why. Why? Yeah, I was just no, about to ask you why. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's definitely a good choice. Yeah. My number four is Halloween. Ooh. Not the scariest movie ever made. No. But it's a classic. Um, I'm talking the original version. Yes. The Rob Zombie one... It has its merits, but I, I think the original one is superior. No, it, I mean, it, I think the original has more suspense. Yeah, more, that's what more it's about. anticipation of yeah. what's coming. You uh, know, that kind of... The soundtrack, of course, is amazing. Um, it's so iconic. I was going to say, that's... Well, one of my favorite parts is, as I've said, I think on this show before, uh, Donald Pleasance just being a madman. <laughs> he he goes, get your ass away from there. And like that scares the kid. And he's yeah. wielding a gun. and He's pointing a gun and right in a police officer's face. Yeah. He's, he's, he's the devil. He's pure evil. <laughs> Love it. He's amazing. Watch that movie if you haven't seen it. That is good. So good. That is good. My number four, The Shining. Mm-hmm. And that movie scared the hell out of me. Just watching it as a kid. Sure. I mean, you know, I never looked at twins the same. Well, you don't know what's uh, coming. You really don't know. No, and that's just it. I mean, and it, it's the build up to that very last quick shot of the photo. Yeah. You know, you don't know what exactly is going on. I mean, there's there's so much of a mishmash of things that are happening. Uh, I'm sure probably, you know, behind the scenes for Shelley Long was probably scarier than the actual is it, movie is itself. Is it Shelley Duvall? Or to, I did that last time, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. We talked about this. It I would think have been so. it would have been a far different movie with Shelley Duvall. <laughs> Shelley Duvall, you know. Yeah. But no, I mean just that, you know, you walk into a room. Okay, what's going on? It could here? be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. So But it's gonna be scary, whatever yes. it is. Yes. Totally agree. Great movie. The uh the lover scene. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Like I said, you don't know just, what's going on. Yeah. I mean, uh, that movie I didn't see till I was older. Uh, yeah. And I love it, but for me, it doesn't have. The, I mean, it's certainly a classic. No denying it. Right. But it doesn't have the weight. I do love it though. I mean, I saw it a little bit younger, yeah. so I mean, that kind of. I, I I think for all of us, most of these movies when we saw a little bit younger or things that brought absolutely back those, they had more of an impact than totally than yep. some of the ones now. That's how my list is. All right. Top three now. Top three. So my number three is The Shining. Oh. Uh, and, uh, and, and I agree with everything you said. I think that what got me most about that movie is just the imagery. The imagery in that movie is just phenomenal. You know, every, you know, everything that they do. I, I love the descent into madness and I love that, um, Jack. How can you? How can you not remember Jack Nicholson's name? <laughs> oh, I, the, I just Nicholson. The I way saw where you're going. That's why I said Jack. That guy. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I just you know, I mean, the way he portrayed the character, and I know that it wasn't the way Stephen King necessarily wanted it portrayed. No. But but he's like crazy from the get go. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It's more. It should be more of a descent. But the movie's still perfect. Well, I think perfect. he's more. It, Come on. I think it movie. depicts him more neurotic, and then slowly goes into yeah. To, to crazy I, the complaint madness. is that it's not a good adaptation. Screw that. I, who cares? It's a great movie. Agree, agree. And I didn't actually see the entire movie until I was quite a bit older. I had always seen bits and pieces, and then my wife was a horror movie fan, and she's like, oh, you've got to watch this. We're watching these movies, and 
And so we did. And I, that it, that's just one of my favorites. Again, it's the imagery in that movie. is just terrifying to me. There's nothing like it. Yes. Nope. And, and just a side note on that, a horror movie like that, given such a good and visionary director can make such a difference when you, when you add the layers to it, when you give, when you take it more seriously, it's not just a, you know, slasher with guts everywhere and like, let's get some boobs on the screen. He 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 was so meticulous about right. every little thing to unsettle you. That's why I'm really really hoping Doctor Sleep Doctor Sleep I, turns I, out well. I think because it's the continuation of The Shining. Yeah, I think it can happen. So, Flanagan has been has his track record is incredible. Yeah. So I think I think it's going to be good. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, my number three. I I'm surprised I didn't put it higher really, but it's Evil Dead Two slash Army of Darkness. <laughs> no, not realistic at all. It's about a guy going into a cabin, and he, there's a, some deadites, and there's a book, and it's evil, and he chops his own hand off, and he there's blood everywhere, and there's th- all the objects in the room start laughing at him, and uh, he's strangling himself, and there's a woman dancing, and then her head rolls off, and it's um, it's so good. It's the it's the wildest movie you'll ever see, Evil Dead Two. And then at the end of Evil Dead Two, there's a portal that opens up, and he's sent back in time, and he goes to medieval times, and he's got a shotgun and a chainsaw and a car. He's got a boomstick. He's got a boomstick. S marks top you're of the, the line. King of two things: Jack and shit, and Jack. Just Jack left, left town. town. <laughs> so yes, those movies uh, really opened my eyes to filmmaking in general. The just everything about it. So I always wondered, like, how do they do that? That person's floating. How do they? Whatever. The camera well, moves in such a way. I need to know. And it's so funny with that. If you look at Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and then you go to Evil Dead Two, yep. which is just a better version of it's, Evil it's Dead. It's a remake of Evil yeah. Dead One. Yeah. I mean, and it's made. What's funny is made by the same director. Yeah, and actors. And same, actors. Well, the same Bruce, is Bruce Campbell anyway. Yeah. The, the character is so dumb. He goes back and does the same exact thing, <laughs> <laughs> and people die again. Yeah. But I mean, it just, you know, because actually the original Evil Dead was on last night and oh, I watched yeah. it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, so it's good. funny. It's like that Sam's car, you know. Oh, yes. That mo- that, and that car is in all the Sam Raimi movies. Yeah. It's in Spider-Man. It's Uncle Ben's car. Yeah. So I remember good. that. Yeah. I wonder how many he's actually gone through in those cars. Uh, I, I read about it at one point. It's quite a few. It's yeah. like eight of them or something. <laughs> all right. My number three. This is an old classic 1963 the Haunting. I knew it. You knew what was coming. I, when you said 63, I was like, oh, it's got to be The Haunting. Yeah, right? that that is a classic. So much better than the remake when Liam Neeson. I like that movie. I like Liam Neeson, but it's, but not it's the same. just, no, it's not the same. Does Owen not Wilson. Have, yeah. <laughs> What's in this fireplace? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's shoes left. You know, <laughs> so stupid. Oh, go on. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, just the imagery and the feel of the movie from the mm. get go. I mean, just that that atmosphere. Yeah, the it's atmosphere. It's, it's, it's like atmosphere. that house was closing in on you, you know, from mm-hmm. every aspect. And uh, I think a lot of a lot of modern day movies took a lot of the uh, the feeling. It gets ripped a off scene. a ton. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. No denying that one. Nope. Love it. All right, top two. Top two. My number two is the original. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I surprised at all. (laughs) I I am terrified of movies that are also partially based on true facts, true events, anything like that. And after watching that movie, I was just like, "How? How much? You just you just want to go? How? How much sickness is really out there? You know, it just (laughs) you know, and I'm yeah, that movie, yeah, 
And again, I can't cut down trees to this day. <laughs> <laughs> that movie feels real. Yeah, you, it does. It, just the look of it. It just feels real. Yes. Yeah, that original one. And, and just, yeah. I mean, when they started getting more sequels and modern, it kind of lost that realism a little bit. But Yeah. Have you seen the McConaughey one? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> They're maybe in the Illuminati. So So what you didn't see was my giant eye roll on that. Yes. Oh boy. Yeah. That was that was that was a rough. I one. like Texas Chainsaw 2 a lot though. It's fun. Yeah. It's a little sillier though. It doesn't seem yeah. as more realistic. No. It's a comedy. Uh that movie is bonkers. Uh But the chili was great. The chili yeah. was great. <laughs> and we got the amazing it's in that Primus song when it's like Dog Will Hunt. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. Yes. That's good. All right. Good choice. Uh, my number two. And this this is flip-flopped so hard with number one. I, I had such... I was so conflicted on this. Um, but my number two is It Follows. I knew... You mentioned it earlier. I knew that I, was going to be... I, I know a lot of people have problems with this movie. They're like, oh, but what if you uh, flew to... What, whatever. Yeah. There's all these plot holes. I don't care about those. No. Really. The, the movie is a stylistic masterpiece. It is so unsettlingly strange. You see like an old TV and an old car, but then she has this modern phone thing. And you're like, what year is it even? Yeah. And they go see an old movie, but then it's like there's cell phones and there's whatever. Uh, it, it's it's hard to place the time period because it's like a weird nightmare dream. And this thing can follow you. It's always following you. It's the most simple premise of all time. Sorry, you're infected with this thing now. It's going to just walk towards you and kill you. Uh so there you go. Uh, well, that's why I had it on my list. I yeah. mean, it was, you know, you, you don't know, you never really get a true concept of what exactly is going on. Yeah, and, and if I they mean, had gone too far and tried to explain it, this this wouldn't be on my list. No. The no. unknown, and, and equally as important to me is the soundtrack, huge influence on me. And it's it's clearly, like, derived from, like, John Carpenter style Well, stuff. we've talked about that yeah. before. Uh, but, I'll, and I'll I, I rank that high on my list of uh, soundtracks, probably the highest, I think, but... Uh, it's I have it on vinyl. I love it so much. It, it influenced me as a musician a lot, so I can't give that movie enough credit. I loved it so much. It's a good pick. Yeah. Good pick. I had it on my list earlier. Um, my number two is we've talked about this one. We don't have to get too much into it. The original Halloween. Yep. I mean, classic. You know, how many you know bleached out. Um, Captain Kirk masks have we seen? Look, Shatner's the scary years? enough on his own. I mean, yeah, Shatner is scary enough on his own. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis made her an icon. Mm-hmm. You know, she's I also mean, in the fog, by the way. Yes, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's one of those classic, yeah, classic peak movies. Yeah, it kind of created the genre. Well, maybe not created, but perfected. I think. Yeah, I think I think a lot of lot of more modern after that took. It's the modern slasher. It's the first uh, modern slasher. I was going to say, yeah. I it, think t- that's true. it took notes from that movie. Yeah. So. Absolutely. All right, Sean. Drum roll. All right. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Now, this has been mentioned before, so we won't go too far into it. Okay. But my number one is The Exorcist. That movie, you know, agree with everything that you said about it. Um, it it's just terrifying to me. Absolutely terrifying. And a just a funny story, since we won't get into it too much. Uh, we have a friend, and I will not bust him out now, but uh, we have a friend, and when my wife was going through all the old horror movies and making us watch them, 
um, he had never seen it. And I said, come over, you're going to see it. He's like, I can't see it. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't see it? He's like, my mom told me that I'm not allowed to watch this movie. And I'm like, dude, we're 25 years old. What are you talking about? And he's like, my mom said, I cannot watch this movie. He's like, she told me demons will come out of the screen and I will be possessed and I can't not watch this movie. And I'm looking at him like, good Lord, like, dude, you know, and I mean, he's not like that, but he's really, you know, anyway, so we called his mom. And she said, oh, my God, don't you let him watch that movie, Sean. You do not let him watch that movie because demons will come out of the screen. Oh, and no. I am like, you have no, – seriously, no, we're going to watch She's like, you better not. You and, should have had her come over to watch it, too. Oh, oh my, my God. God. And and he would not watch it. He would absolutely not watch it. I mean, we watched Hellraiser, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Shining. We watched all kinds of stuff. He would not watch The Exorcist. No way, no how. And after watching it, I don't blame him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many demons came out of your TV? Two. Two. <laughs> two. Two. I recently got to see it in the theater. Uh, actually, two times. Uh, two years in a row it played in local theaters, and I went both times. It so holds up. It's what a masterpiece movie. Yeah. It, it, it's. I think the strength of it is like you could take out the demon stuff, and it's still a great movie. Yeah. I yeah. think that's I mean, that's that speaks for itself right there. Incredible. Good choice. Have you read the book, by the way? I have not read no, the book. I, I do believe I started the book at one point in time, and <laughs> and you know, kind of like you said, you, this is not getting any better. It's not helping. <laughs> no, it's not helping. It's no. I remember one time I turned I turned on the TV just to see what was on, and this was like a few weeks after. Uh, or not, it wasn't a few weeks, maybe a year. But I, I, either way, I was still having my problem with with Linda Blair and uh, you know The Exorcist. <laughs> yep. And I turn on the TV, and it just happens to be The Exorcist, the staircase scene. And I was like, no! And I couldn't change the channel fast enough, and I almost threw up. Like, it was, I was like, it was, and the TV was too loud. It was really scary. No thanks. Yes. Also, Exorcist 3, honorable mention, great scares in that movie. I actually, I, George I've C. got Scott, an honorable mentions list at George the end C. Scott of is George C. Hot in that movie. <laughs> Fantastic. Brad Dowriff is the bad guy. Very good. Anyway, my number one. Speaking of George C. Scott, Exorcist 3 is not the only thing he's got. <laughs> I'm doing a rhyme now. Anyway. Or just stop. Okay. Uh, it's The Changeling for me. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. The Changeling. George C. Scott. For me, this is the ultimate scary movie. You, you don't know what it's going to be. You put it on. It's a ghost movie. He, there's an accident at the beginning. He loses his family. He moves into a new house. By him. It's the perfect, like, move into a new house. Something's going on. Something's going wrong. Uh and it turns out to be this sort of um, like the ring or something like that. There's these ghostly things happening and there's this mystery that needs to be solved. And, and I like it because it does feel, it feels like it was written at a time when these movies didn't exactly exist in the form that they are now. I think this was another pioneering movie. And I think um, it has a bit more of a realness to it. It takes itself a lot more seriously but not in a pretentious way. It's it's just shot and feels like a real, like normal, dramatic movie. And George C. Scott brings so much weight to that role. And it's a 10 out of 10 movie. It really is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. And look, my list, the rankings can change. That was yeah. the hard part. But yeah. I, when, I, when someone asks for the best ghost movie, it's The Changeling for me. Very good movie. I, I first watched it when I moved into my when I first moved out on my own, and it was the first movie I watched in that house. And I and it was in the new home, and I didn't know I didn't know what the movie was about. I'm like, oh, it's a haunted house movie, great. And and it really I didn't know I, I didn't, didn't know. know. Yeah, so uh, it, it really affected me, and I, I've ne- I've seen it a bunch more times. There's a recent they re-released it on Blu-ray, and it yeah. looks gorgeous. If you haven't seen it, well worth your time. Great movie. I had a hard time keeping that off my list. Yes, that's a great one. So it's it's a real good movie. 
My number one, I know why I'm friends with him, The Exorcist. Mm Mm-hmm. Good choice. Good choice. You know, great minds think alike. Um, Hey, it's on my list. (laughs) But it's not number one. Okay, I'm sorry. You're outnumbered, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) No, um, yeah, just, I've said this I don't know how many times. And also, with me being a history buff, if you guys haven't heard the American Hauntings podcast by Troy Taylor... Last year, he did a whole series on, if you, if some people don't know about this, Exorcist, The Exorcist is actually based off true happenings, and they happened in St. Louis. The house is yep. still there. Yep. Uh, the hospital that... Ghost Adventures, bro. <laughs> they, they, they found a ghost with an Xbox Connect, or was it a demon? Don't bastardize them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, there have been several investigations on the house, mm-hmm. um, and they have a lot of people have found stuff. And something, you know, it's like anything. Sometimes something happens, sometimes it doesn't. But I mean, the house has never stayed with one family too long after all that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they eventually tore down the hospital. I don't think necessarily because of this, but they did break up the wall of the hospital where this boy, and it was originally a boy. Mm-hmm had this happening sure and they at one point took him to the rectory of st louis u to work on him i mean just the story behind yeah this story is scary as an i mean just as horrifying there's another great podcast called inside yeah. the exorcist that is if you want some more behind the scenes stuff even about the writing of the book right it's incredible if you want to listen yeah to that. yeah like i said american hauntings is the one that i i recommend yeah. and it's long drawn out through several episodes sure because it happened in st louis and the apparently the family um i can't remember the mother or the father was from st louis but they lived in baltimore and there was some shipping around and, and, and there was some back and yeah. forth and they at one point thought everything was okay and went back to their home in baltimore but then it wasn't and they had to come back and it got even more intense and and, and i i want to say that the boy this happened to is still alive that's what i'm not sure he's uh, from what i heard he's like a normal kid yeah. normal guy I think he's even like a realtor or something, you know, yeah. and he, he completely doesn't do interviews about anything that happened, but uh, I guess there was a lot of the information was kind of held back by the Catholic Church and, I could see or why. destroyed, Yeah, and there was a journal by one of the, the priests that were involved that later came to light and was given to the author of The Exorcist. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, just... William Peter Blatty. The uh, who won a bunch of money on a game show and then wrote The Exorcist? What a weird story! Uh, that is that. a weird story. What a weird story! <laughs> I forgot. Did not I know that. <laughs> forgot about that. But uh, I mean, just the reality behind it. Yeah. And, and, and just I mean, this the film movie. itself is just. I mean, yep. you know, when Linda Blair can still make money off of yeah that movie just by showing up someplace, you know that that is a legend of a movie. So. Absolutely agree. That, and that's my list. It's the spooky times. We've listed them. Yes. We did it. I like your list a lot. It was very focused. I'm Thank talking you. to Sean. Yeah. Thank you. No, Thank, I you. Thank you. I really like the focus. Mine was kind of all over the place. I think that makes yours almost more interesting than mine because mine's well, just kind of like broad. Well, keep in mind, I, I, I'm a big chicken. So, you know, <laughs> I, I only have so many to choose from. That's yeah. why it seems very focused. Right, right, Fair right, enough. Right, right. <laughs> 
But it was good. It was good focus. I mean, you you had a specific genre almost of the suspense horror, you know, except for The Exorcist, which is, you know, even on someone that doesn't watch movies, they know that's the best movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's good. No, calm down. It's good. I love it. I'm just kidding. Good Lord. Yeah. Everything on this list is like top tier. It I mean, is. It is. Um, there's no bad choices on this list. I had a couple honorable mentions. Uh, the Vincent Price House of Wax. Mm. It was a great movie. Um, the original horror movie, Nosferatu. Pretty yeah. good. I mean, started, good, yes. started, you know, and The Thing. The Thing? Oh, amazing. The Thing. Yeah. So, Love I it. had a hard time keeping any of those three off my list. More John Carpenter. With, with a few other. Kurt Russell. But, uh, yeah. Very good. Flamethrower. Yeah, Flamethrower. Yeah, I, uh, I loved Hereditary. I, it's, it's an honorable mention for me. I, I took so many movies off this list. I, yeah. I have like a thousand honorable mentions. So. I, I went back and forth on a lot of them, yeah. so... Absolutely. Right. Good choices. That's I think a that, fun list. I think that about wraps it up, though, right? Didn't you have some music thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it's too much to get into now, to be honest. We'll talk about it next time. Okay. I, I, right. I, I could... I, yeah, we'll talk about it next time. Okay. Because it needs a little bit more time. I need to be able All to get right. into this All thing. Right. I know next time we got to talk about uh, House of X, Power of X. We will. So we'll get into that a little we will. bit. Yes. Okay. But uh, thank you so much, Sean, for, for uh, coming on. I had a blast. Really cool You're to meet welcome you. anytime. Yeah. I mean, a- absolutely. Excellent. I had a great time. Thanks for having me. So anything else come up and, and you got the time, we'll, we'll more than happy to welcome you back. Excellent. So, Excellent. So, and we'll make Dustin try your ghost pepper sauce. No, don't do it. I just brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it goes great with mint toothpaste. <laughs> yes. Flame and mint. Oh, please. No, it was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Excellent. Uh, Thanks for coming. Anything hey, you want to plug, Sean? Anything going on? Or Oh, there are so many things that I wish were going on. I have so many ideas running through my head that, that <laughs> never come to fruition. But um, no, other than, other than you know, if, if, if you do enjoy people cutting things with knives and swords, check out the show. If you don't have, I think, Hulu or History Channel access to that, I think you can get it for like two ninety nine an episode on Amazon, I yep. believe. Yeah. Um, and don't worry about anything but season one, episode two. That's my episode. That's <laughs> the, the one you matters. should watch. Yeah. You know. Um, Just play yeah. it on repeat over and over and over. That's that's right. That's right. If you want to know how to break a five-foot sword, that's how you do it. So, <laughs> Master class. That's right. But, no, again, thank you guys for having me out. I had a great time. Sure. Awesome. Okay, one more thing. Plug. Talk about cutting. Oh, cutting, yes. Uh, I'm also a uh, salon owner, hairstylist, Buckingham Studio in O'Fallon, Illinois, if you guys want your hair cut with a sword. Um, <laughs> I haven't done that yet because, you know, some of those closer cuts are hard to do that way. But, uh, but yeah, my <laughs> wife and I have a salon in O'Fallon, Illinois, Buckingham Studio. Come check us out. Be more than happy to take care of all your hair care needs. <laughs> Awesome. Or well, if it's October, it could be hair scare needs. It could be. It could be. You will see me occasionally on Halloween dress up like Negan from The Walking Dead. Amazing. Which um, is a great cosplay. I can see that. Yeah. He has Thank done you. a great cosplay. Yeah. I've seen it. So, but uh, I think let's wrap it up. That's all I got. Check us oh. out in our usual places. <laughs> what, you think I need to read this? Yeah, look, well, we got a Twitter. Th- hold, on, hold on. This was a person. Oh, I think I can read it without looking at it. I, I remember it. 
I don't remember. <laughs> it's Twitter. Go look. Go to Twitter. Talk to us about this. Let us know your thoughts at Geek Sinks on Twitter. We also have a Facebook. It's Nerds Geeks in the Kitchen Sink, and we got the email. It's nerdsgeeksinks at gmail.com. And we have one more thing. What? If you like swag. What? What? Swag. Swag. We do have a Redbubble store as well. Um, just go into redbubble.com, and there's you just search for the Nerds Geeks in the Kitchen Sink, and you can find some shirts and and stickers and and all kinds of things in there. There's we Cups, even mugs. have a clock. I mean, There's, a clock. You, you can get a clock, yes, if you're crazy about us. So you always know what time it is. Um, but yeah, it, it helps support the show and uh, helps us keep this whole thing running. So yeah, anything you purchase helps us out. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. All right, that's it for me. So for DK, Chris, and thank you, Sean. Absolutely. We will talk to you next time. Ooh. Ooh. See ya. <laughs> uh.